Good morning, rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's Friday and I'm ready to party. Glad to have you here. Don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel so you can join us every Monday through Friday here on the Wake Up America Show. You know Fridays we have a lot of fun. We know you know how we do. It's Freedom Family Friday, that means. My smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, in studio. Yeah. What's up, Steffi? I'm here and I'm ready to clean some toilets. You're gonna make America great. You're gonna make toilets great again there yes. with our Donald with my Trump toilet brush. Your Donald Trump toilet brush. <laughs> Wave it around. There you go. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Scrubs real nice. Nice to see you. <laughs> Glad to have you here with us today, Steffi. You're looking beautiful. Thank you. I love you, wife. You're so sweet. Nice Compliments to have you. are nice. Compliments are nice. Let's all start off and uh, the day. I think you look very handsome yourself. Thank you very much. We love each other very deeply. I, I said the other day, you're an Adonis. Yeah, well, you just, you love looking at my naked body mm -hmm. in the mornings, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, that's okay. You know, I listen, it doesn't mean that, I, you know, can't, you, you can admire perfection. It's fine. If you're, right. if you're just and tuning, if you're just tuning in the show, don't forget. You can also text us. Let us know what's on your mind this morning at 573-319-1586. Again, text the show anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. All right, let's rock and roll. Let's get the show on the road. 76% of Republican voters say stop the debates. It's time to get behind Donald Trump. How do you feel about that? Love to hear your thoughts. We'll talk about that at the top of the show. At 7.20 this morning, high school in New Jersey in an uproar when male students used AI to create deep fake adult pictures of their fellow female students. Yikes. Oh, dear. I'm so glad that I did not have this technology when I was growing up in high school. Oh, me too. Oh, Adolescence gonna, was hard enough. Yeah, we're going to talk about that this morning. We'll get there too in just a few minutes. At 7.35 this morning, a really good article that I read from a gentleman by the name of Aaron Wren. His article is titled, Evangelicals Need to Stop Shaming Men. <laughs> they need to stop delivering hectoring man-up lectures that simply drive men away. So interesting. So I have a background. That's interesting. Right, my background is in an uh, evangelical. Oh, you did grow up that way? Right. So Southern Baptist, which is what I was raised in, mm -hmm. is an evangelical tradition. Oh, okay. Now, it was a little different when I was going to church in the 90s. Mm-hmm than it is today. And what I've seen today from some of the speeches that you'll get from pastors, it's very female-centric. We like to call it gynocentric, no. <laughs> female-centric stuff. And they deliver these lectures to men, like, you better man up and marry these women and all this stuff. And it's just very, that, that's why a lot of these guys are going and listening to Andrew Tate mm -hmm. and, and these other people that aren't necessarily Christians or inviting them down the path of being, you know, more evangelical. And it was, it's a big conversation to have. I'll be curious to hear the audience's thoughts on it. I'm sure people are going to have a, a litany of opinions. Oh, yes. We'll hear that this morning from them. Uh, at 7.51 this morning, birds aren't real. Well, they oh. are, but they're racist. They're racist birds. It's like, is there anything that that people will not touch and try to change? I love it because I know NPR is like your fa your sister's favorite uh, article. Yes, she and listens so, to it a lot. I know. So I just wonder if like she probably listened to like somebody talking uh, about that on a segment was probably like, Oh, they should rename those birds. Right. Like, Why rename, not? Yeah. That's, it's just, you don't want to have birds. Like the last thing that you want is somebody in, in part being part of an ornithological society sitting around looking at photographs of birds 
and then not you know considering the possibility of like turning into adolf hitler like essentially because mm -hmm. they read the name of a, of a bird and then looked up the name of that person and then started to find out that that person supported you know National socialism, and they're like, "Oh wow, wow, thanks." That name, but it, you know, if thankfully they've renamed the birds, so if that way people won't read the names and think, "Wow, racism." That's this cool. Is, this is certainly what keeps me up at night. <laughs> I, I think about bird names often. The white tufted titmouse. I really hope they uh, keep that name. You gotta admit, this is some funny Schmidt. Uh, yes, we're gonna talk it, about. It. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's Friday, so we like to lighten things up and be, and goof and talk about fun stuff. At eight o'clock, you liked this article that I shared. Uh, people with poor speech etiquette. Yes. Always use these seven rude phrases. Because I, I think I might use at least one or two. We all do. It's we don't realize sometimes when we're being passive aggressive, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's difficult for us to know. But a lot of times, people who are passive aggressive are are being that way, and they're completely oblivious to it. Or they're oh, yeah. or, or even if you're not being passive aggressive, the language that you're using may be construed as such, right? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, this language is persuasive by its nature. It is. Language is powerful. It is powerful. So, uh, we'll talk about that at the top of the eight a.m. hour and at eight twenty-three. Do men find muscle-bound females? Oh, this one. This one gets my blood boiling. This I one like gets it. a lot I of. Like it. Uh, do when do men find <laughs> muscle-bound women attractive? Yes, I, <laughs> I know what I find. Attractive. Well, just wait, just wait. Don't don't drop <laughs> your opinions yet. We're going to make them come back and hear us talk about this at 820 this morning, uh, because there's this video that was shared around of this like of this woman who was cut, right? Strong, six pack and everything. Mm -hmm. And everybody was debating about whether she was attractive or not. And like the lesbians were weighing in and the black guys were weighing in and everybody was having this fight and influencers were raging. And mm. uh, so it's going to be fun today. We'll talk about that. I'll play the video. We all look for something different. We all do. We all do. Uh, we're going to talk about that on the eight o'clock hour, though. And then at 830, I know you love this topic. At what age are our brains adult? And this got my blood boiling as well. You always talk about this. Yeah. You talk about this all the time. But like, I say a very different age than what this article says. Yes. Now, this is a new study. <laughs> uh, neuro, I stand firm. It's called neurodevelopment, right? <laughs> yes. At what age do we reach cognitive maturity? You need to be able to be a little more flexible because, you know, know. I'm changing, possibly changing your mind on this one. This is, I know. This is always what I've been, sa oh, been I'm, saying. Oh, I'm definitely open. It's, mm -hmm. it's just something new to wrap my mind around. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and we'll talk about one last thing before we go today. You're always talking about our dog's feet smelling like corn chips. Yes. Like, like Fritos. I love Fritos. I just ate Fritos yesterday. Right. But have you, have you, you know, does that make you want to chew on our doggy's paws? Maybe that's why our dogs lick their paws so much. Yeah, they're like, ooh, Fritos. Like, Mm, it tastes like Fritos. I love Fritos. I love Fritos, says George. We'll talk about that at the end of the show today. <laughs> Why your dog's feet smells like corn chips. Delicious, delicious corn chips. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, before we do, let's talk about 76% of Republican voters say it's time to stop the debates. Ron DeSantis went on MSNBC the other day. He was asked about the charges against Donald Trump, how he feels. Take a listen. Did say, Governor, at that August debate when the question was put to the entire panel, if Donald Trump is convicted, will you still, and he is the nominee, would you still support him? And you raised your hand. You're a lawyer. You've served in the Navy. You were well-trained at the greatest schools. Do you really believe that a man who's convicted of, say, 
attempting to overturn the 2020 election or taking nuclear secrets back to his beach club, do you actually still, as we sit here today, believe that person should be president? So I signed a pledge, uh, uh, Willie, and uh, that, that pledge is what it is. Now, do I think somebody under those circumstances could get elected president? The answer is no, um, that will not happen. Uh, I think that Republican voters uh, will understand that as, as we get closer to, to, to voting, uh, but it is, it would be fatal uh, in a general election. And I don't think the party should, should nominate um, in that situation. However, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I signed the pledge, I'm a Republican. I don't think it's gonna come to that. Uh, and I think we'll be, uh, we'll get the job done like we need to. Uh, but the reality is, is I signed it and, and that's what I did. So you stand by that this morning um, in that situation. However, uh, you know, uh, there you, so you got to ask yourself. I mean, you I pledged to vote for Gary Johnson, even I, if you didn't win the nomination. So that's kind of similar to what these people it are is, talking it about. It is. Right? And here's the thing. Like if you're if you're involved in party politics, I believe in party discipline. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're if you're going to join a member of a political party, run for office, campaign, Right. And if you make pledges, certain pledges, either to the voters or to the, you know, to a party, to an extent, you know, you should maintain those pledges. Right. Sure. So, like, you know, don't make pl the, the lesson there is don't make pledges you won't keep. Do you think you would have pledged to do that? If you were running, uh, as, if a I was running as a Republican and they yeah. were like, hey, the nominee, you yeah, got to yeah. vote for them. Mm -hmm. And, and okay. the reason why is because I'm comfortable voting for any of the candidates uh, who are there for the, to the to a large extent, right. knowing that. You know, it wasn't going to be Nikki Haley or Mike Pence or or anything like that. But like any of the Republican candidates that are on the stage right now or that are still in the race mm -hmm. right now, Mike Pence is out of it. But uh, any of the candidates that are Republicans right now, I would I could comfortably vote for. So yeah, I could make a pledge like that. I'd probably wait to make that pledge until the the group is well is just so so just that I actually feel comfortable works. with it. Because I'd just, be like, what if Nikki Haley did get in? That'd no, be scary. That's just that's unfortunately that's just not how these things right. work, right? And because it here's the thing: if you wanted to be in the last debate, mm -hmm. you had to make that pledge. I know, I remember so, that. So, so it being in the debate is worth making such a pledge, especially if at the end you do say to yourself. Well, I am willing to make this kind of a pledge and support someone in the general election. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's obvious the difference between Joe Biden and and Donald Trump is is like night and day, despite what a lot of people like to say. Oh, they're not any different. They're not any different. OK, well, they are very different, actually, if you look at their policies. But... I mean, Trump at least can say a sentence clearly. Yes, I would like. That's I would, one difference. It would be nice to have a lucid commander in chief. <laughs> yes, would, I think so. It would. So here's what we're looking at right here in terms of the um this poll trump heading to a landslide win 76 percent say end the debates former trump has the biggest primary lead yet it's getting bigger and better it's just like last mm. time in 2016 he just started going up and then he never went down after the that um he's got 47 point lead over desantis and nikki haley they're both stuck at eight percent they don't even have double digits Yeek. Yeah. yeah i mean i think trump is going to be the nominee mm -hmm. i'm convinced of that myself mm -hmm. but i'm still not convinced of if he would actually win against biden mm -hmm. however I do see a lot of people on the left who are speaking out against Biden at this time because of his decisions with Israel. Mm -hmm. And so I am wondering, who are those leftists going to side with mm. come election time? Right. Is Biden going to make it up for them or yeah. are they going to choose someone else? Yeah. Oh, boy, that is. And that's a, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, the second point on this from The Washington Examiner says most Republican voters. 76 percent 
want to end the GOP debates and have the focus turned to Trump versus President Joe Biden. Now, this is, you know, listen, I mean, more de more debates, I tend to think are a good thing. I'm not, I don't know that I'm standing with the 76% just yet. I do think that Trump is probably inevitable. I don't know that it necessarily hurts us to have more debates, but I also, I don't think that debates are going to really change people's minds. Right. So, I, you know, I don't have a hard stance on this question, but I am so shocked that the number is so high. 76% mm -hmm. want to end the debates. I mean, that is a lot. That is. I mean, I know people like my sister actually watch the Republican debates and my sister is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's extra interesting to me is she was actually telling me which candidates she was siding with the most. And mm -hmm. Nikki Haley was actually one of them right. um, for the last debate. And so who knows? I mean, maybe these debates do change some minds or at least make some people think about things well, and consider you, other If it were for the debates, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have been as impre so impressed by Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm -hmm. uh, it was thanks to his performance in the debates that I actually saw him as a credible vice presidential candidate. I actually think that he would be a good VP pick for Donald Trump. But listen to this. Another reason, good reason to potentially end the debates and like, let's get going is the, uh, the lead that, that, uh, Trump has over Biden. It's mm -hmm. the highest it's ever been 48% to 43% in national polls. Mm. A majority of people in this poll show that Biden, they believe the Biden presidency has been a disaster. A sizable majority believe that politics has played a role in the DOJ's targeting of Trump and 56% believe it was Biden who sick the dogs on his rival. By nearly two to one, voters feel justice and the IRS are giving Biden and his family special treatment while dropping the hammer on the president's enemy. John McLaughlin, the pollster, says if the election were held today, it would be Trump in a landslide. That's wild. Are these polls that accurate? I always wonder this if we can really believe those. You know, listen, you should take any poll with a grain of salt. and mm -hmm. uh, But generally, there are certain polls that I think have more weight than others. This is McLaughlin and Associates. They've been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, they do have a reputation for being more reliable, although, you know, you shouldn't necessarily, you shouldn't base your opinions about polls, right? So right. a lot of times polls are not necessarily commissioned to tell you what people think, but they're commissioned to tell you what to think, right? Oh, not, like, right. Because right? if it's popular, I think. might as well go in that direction. Yes. It's meant, it's meant to convince people of things, mm -hmm. right? So, so, and I'm open to accusations of, of bias on the, you know, a poll like this. And, you know, if you want to try and point some point to something else that's a counterfactual, I won't immediately dismiss I'm it. Struggling with the fact that Trump will win. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if he really will. I'm I mean, not well, I think if he were, it were held today, he might. It, okay. If it were held today, he might. And and, yeah. and there's a variety of factors that go into something like that. I think that people are, are um, un, uh, e listen, remember Stacey Abrams, that clip that I played for you earlier? Yes. And she was struggling. So Stacey Abrams Let me play this. Let me play loves this. a certain candidate. Yeah, listen, listen to this, how she describes uh, Joe Biden. Take a listen to this. Are you satisfied with the job he's done as president, what he's delivered on? I think President Joe Biden has been an exceptional president. On a range of issues, he has overperformed expectation. He has navigated incredibly difficult circumstances. And he has shown that he is willing to stand with the people of Georgia, with the people of this country, to move the nation forward. I mean, her she statement sounds, was so general. She sounds so convinced, right? Oh, Doesn't she? She, does. she sounds like you could tell on the passion in her voice that she's really excited to go vote for Joe in she next will. year's. You got, she will. Here's the thing. Well, they they will, right? But here's the here's the thing. 
I think that deep down, and there have been a lot of stories that have come out about this, mm-hmm. uh, I think deep down a lot of Democrats are wishing that it was your uh, sister's governor. Oh, Governor Newsom? Yeah, Gavin Newsom. I mean, he has been touring. He was in China. He was in Israel. I mean, he's doing like a worldwide tour. Yeah, he has. To run for office, it seems. He has been touring around. <laughs> yeah, I, I you he know. as well start making a band and performing for people whenever he travels our friend boris the blade over on twitter good morning boris he's, boris he's, we love you yeah, i know you from twitter yeah he says i don't think trump will be allowed to run deep state dnc rhinos the entrenched a-hole coalition will not let him they're just trying to push through this legal stuff against him or get convictions at least tie him up too much question mark he asks Ooh. not a bad question I mean, it could be. I mean, Trump might not even be able to run, right? With all of his legal troubles. You can. You can. You can run. Um, Oh, he still can. Yeah, you can run from jail. And he might. And that's honestly, you I know. Can? Yeah. I thought cell phones aren't allowed in jail. So how could he like record himself? And um, stuff? So it, there's a precedent <laughs> for this. Oh. Actually, and the judge and I were talking about this this last week. This is juicy. Yes. Okay. So there was a, uh, like a lieutenant governor of some state. I can't remember. Maybe it may have been uh, Pennsylvania. Somebody uh, fact check me on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was during John Adams' presidency. And John Adams um, persecuted people for speech under the Alien and Sedition Acts. I heard about. Yeah, I'm not very happy about that. I know. So I, I've been talking about that a lot this week. The, yes. the Alien and Sedition Acts. And, Shocking. And so he persecuted someone for who, who he called who called him apparently to his face. He called John Adams uh, your rotundity, which is you know rotund means large, fat, right? So he was fat. John Adams was. No, he was fat. He got fat by you know. So by the time he was president, he's fat. Like in, oh my. And so and so the guy who called him that somebody checked the name on this one because it's such a fascinating piece this of is history. Great. Got him jailed. The guy who was in jail ran for office while he was in jail and I think won. I'm pretty sure he well, won. Good for him, he should be able to call people fat. Yeah, you should, of course you can. You should be able to make fun of the president's weight, Shame size, height, you know, penis size, anything you like. <laughs> exactly. Shame on John. Well, that's and here's the thing. That's why Thomas Jefferson was like, "Oh, screw this! I'm running for president. Mm-hmm. I'm running for president." And and uh, against John Adams, and he did, and he won, and they were enemies for a long time until the you know the end of their and life. They died, and then they died on the same day. They died on the same Five day. Five hours apart. And and his and John Adams' last words were. Is he dead? Something like that? No! <laughs> he is dead. He is no. Like no. He knew that he was dead. No. <laughs> no. His John Adams' last words were, uh, Jefferson lives. Jefferson lives. Yes. And, but Jefferson had died. Yes. Two hours before that. That's right. Yeah. So two hours before Thomas Jefferson had died. And like John Adams' last words were, Jefferson lives. <laughs> It's kind of wild, isn't it? It is a crazy story. Wild. But you can, there, ha, there is a precedent, precedent. You can run for office uh, while you're in jail and yeah. win. And the reason why, and that's specifically because if you are being persecuted by the government mm-hmm. and they put you and they, and they jail you as a political prisoner, like potentially Donald Trump, mm-hmm. then if the people vote for you, then they obviously are saying, we see this as a great injustice. And we want to see this person released. So he be, here's the thing. Then we had, were set up for the question of if Donald Trump goes to jail mm-hmm. and he wins the presidency, can he pardon himself? Aha. If it's a state crime, many people, including the judge, say no. 
If it's a federal crime, many people say yes. So you can't pardon people for state crimes? In theory, you're not supposed to be able uh -huh. to. We, But uh -huh. this has really the never been... The governor can pardon you, right? In, in of some, your state? In, in some states. Okay. Not all governors have uh, pardon power okay. in, in every state, right? Mm -hmm. In Missouri, they do, but right. not in every state. So, and I don't know uh, Georgia. Somebody can fact check us on this one. But mm -hmm. anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, I think that it would be a fascinating question, even though it would be a constitutional crisis, and at least politics wouldn't be boring. I mean, you know. I mean, <laughs> I would be interested in seeing someone run for president from jail. I know, I would too. I would like watching exactly. It. It's, so you're it's saying the only entertainment that, we can get that these days. Any inmate in prison at this very moment in time mm -hmm. could say that they're running for president, and they could get cameras in the jail and start campaigning and yep. all that, mm -hmm. and you raise money. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. I think somebody in jail, if you're listening to us right now, you should run for president. Yeah, well, <laughs> can you do that with any office? Like you could run for Senate, run for yeah, governor, yeah, mayor, anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there might be there might be some state laws that would prevent you from seeking like a state office, but it wouldn't mm -hmm. stop you from running for federal office. Right? This is cool. See, this really gives people in jail some meaning. Mm -hmm. I so, mean, make a purpose in your life. Run for office. I guess I don't yeah. think so. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe, for sure. Especially if you think that you've been unjustly convicted. Well, it's just because last night we were actually watching a video about people in jail who have TikTok channels and they, accounts. And they get cell phones in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually get more jail time because of having these cell phones and these TikTok accounts. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if those people... If they just channel that energy Listen, into running for no, office. No, no, you know. J J Jamal, <laughs> I wouldn't vote for them, no, but they can do it. Jamal Brown ain't going to be spending his time <laughs> running for office. They're trying to figure out how to make, you know, pizza in their in their little dormitories. Yes. I, I think uh, I think we probably expended the the use of these metaphors here and these analogies. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Happy Friday. Freedom Family Friday. Woo! Lovely Stephanie Peterson here, my wife, who's joining us right now. My wife. Glad to have you here. My wife, my wife. Click that like button, will you? Uh, subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate it very much. Help us spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. That's what we're all about here on the Wake Up America show. We believe in liberty. We'd love to see less government, more freedom. That's what we're all about, Stephanie and I. We run the Wake Up America show live stream five days a week, and it's part of our small business. It's kind of like you know, the wide end of the sales funnel, if you will. We want people to learn about our ideas, fall in love with us, and hopefully become a part of our campaigns for liberty. We want you to get more involved. So if you're interested in learning more about us, definitely check out wakeupamericashow.com. But another great way to help support the show and to get cool merch is to visit apforlibertyshop.com. Now, Stephanie, the toilet brush. Tell them the story here about the toilet brush here, because I think people oh. will probably be surprised to see that after what I said yesterday. Story of the toilet brush. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't really know how we found the toilet brush, mm -hmm. but um, basically this is Trump. Yes. And uh, maybe should I take off his plastic? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. He's really cute. Yes. So basically his hair is the brush part. Mm -hmm. Here we go. See, he's very golden as the real Donald Trump is, very mm -hmm. tan. And uh, so anyways, you know, drain the swamp. Yes. I think that's probably really where it came from. Yes. Because you want to drain the swamp with your toilet brush. So when you're at home, you can just be draining that swamp of your toilet 
Here's the funny and, thing. And you so, can love Trump or hate Trump, but still love this brush. I think either way, it's a good gift for somebody That's if they right. love Trump or hate Trump. But here's the thing. I have to apologize because I said something I was wrong yesterday. What? I thought we only had one of those left. Oh, yeah. I, I seriously thought we only had one or two, but and we sold two of them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I looked in our... Um, in our storage area. And I was like, whoa, there's like six here. So currently we have four left. Okay. So we did sell two of them yesterday. We have four of them left. And once we get them in, because they don't sell very fast necessarily, but, uh, and it takes a long time for me to source those. Mm -hmm. Uh, those are the last ones. So the last four is is what we have today. So visit AP since Trump is inevitable, get one at AP for Liberty shop.com before they're gone. Otherwise, you know, they are not easy to find. And like the shipping takes forever and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. if you order one today, get yourself a cool Trump, to- uh, Trump toothbrush, toilet brush. <laughs> we should have a Trump toothbrush. That'd be so cute with his like little hair on top of the toothbrush. Exactly. Like... <laughs> Make molars great again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, I so, love it. Yeah. So we're so excited about this weekend because we're going to be adding holiday coffees oh yes excited for that excited for that ap for liberty shop.com we'll be adding some new coffees so keep an eye out for that Mm -hmm. tons and tons of things happening over at the store make sure that you visit the shop today and get yourself some cool stuff all right let's move on to the next topic ready steph i'm ready okay wall street journal fake nudes of real students cause an uproar at a new jersey high school after boys boys shared fake pornographic images made of female classmates both the school and the local police began Oof. investigating. So Westfield High School in New Jersey, they found out the boys were sharing nude photos of, of them in group chats, um, but the images, you know, were not real. Digitally, you know, altered, deep fakes, as we mm. call these things. And now we have this question about legality. Stephanie, you probably have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I mean, there's so many thoughts going through my mind because... When I grew up, I mean, I remember in middle school, there were kids that had like photos going around school, but they were real photos that they like took with their cell phone because we were just starting to have cameras during that time in our lives. But now it's like we not only have cameras, but now we have AI. I mean, deep fake has been around for a long time. I remember hearing about that years and years ago. I don't know exactly when it started. Um, and I don't know how people made deep fake without AI. I don't know. Did they like copy and paste a head um, onto a body? I think that's what used to happen. But now, I mean, it's like you can barely distinguish real from fake. And I mean, in terms of kids spreading photos of of naked kids around like that's essentially child porn Mm. and then if other people are looking at those photos like adults is that considered you know a crime to be looking at fake photos of children it's like so deep i don't even know what to think Mm -hmm. and and i mean in terms of these children and their lives it's so true like if you have risque photos of yourself and if you try to become a teacher in the future, for example, I mean, your your career, I'm not sure how long you're going to last as a teacher if you've got photos surfacing. Mm-hmm. So, and people are not going to be looking at these photos and being like, oh, is this real or fake? I'm not sure. They're just going to spread it well, to as many people as they know. Well, think about this too. Think about this too. If like, let's say that, uh, you know, it comes out, it's obvious that it's fake. It's not you. Mm-hmm. But what about 10 years from now? Right. What happens if, you know, 10 years from now, you may have like an employer 
and they find those images of right. you online. Like if you're a teacher, for example, like that is the number one career I think right now that's being exposed for photos mm-hmm. is teachers. Yes, right. The but OnlyFans it, photos. But here's the thing: the problem is, is that you you can say all day long these aren't pictures of me these aren't real right but a job recruiter mfr is not real right right right. but a job recruiter a job recruiter isn't going to care they're not even they're they're just going to see it Mm -hmm. think it's real and then they're going to just disqualify you from the position right absolutely And, and then think about this like that can happen because of something that people did 10, did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But imagine what people could do to you, like weaponize it against you. Imagine how much this is going to be weaponized against people, politics, celebrities, oh, journalists. Oh my God, I mean, yeah. This is huge. You're right, politicians? Yes. I mean, uh, what, Anthony Weiner, didn't he have some sort well, of he had an actual come out about nude him? photographs come right. out. Right, but he could say like, oh, those are fake, that right. was AI generated. Like anyone nowadays can just deny any photos, which is a good thing in a way. So if you really have real photos out there surfacing, you can be like, that's fake, that's fake, I swear. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who can believe you? Um, uh, Floby Tenderson says that um, Moira Rose told everyone to take nudes and post them so they can be found in 20 years. LOL. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. At this point, naughty too. photos. Blue Trike says, at this point, naughty photos might help you become a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy. Okay, Blue Trike. I just wonder in the future, because there's just so many nude photos all around of the Kardashians, of, you know, every large you know, figure in this world, there seems to be photos surfacing. It's like, are we going to become desensitized to that eventually and not judge people so much on that type of content? You know what? I kind of hope that that's what the outcome of this is going to be. I hope so. That uh, that eventually people are going to be like, listen, there's, well, you know, 50-50 chance these are real or whatever. Uh, and, and so we can't judge people on these bases. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I really don't know, Stephanie. It's This is a tough question. And you kind of you know, in the therapy world, probably have a lot more insight on something like this than I would. Mine goes into the map community as well, the minor attracted person. Because I'm like, careful what words you use. Yeah, because I'm just like, okay, we know that they possess photos, so it's like, are they going to start using these AI generated things? And yes. they're like, oh, it's not a crime. They already it's AI are generated. It's like uh, they already are, and they. What do you and do I, with this? I think you know they already are doing stuff like that, <sighs> and and they will, and I think that. Um, uh, uh, I think it's important for us to, I think it's important for us to have a conversation about this technology and mm-hmm. its use. I'm not saying it should be banned. Right. I'm simply saying that there have got to be some kinds of what you might call like proofs, right? There probably needs to be some kind of a requirement mm-hmm. that there be some kind of a form of, of a universal watermarking Okay. In order to be able to show that something is deep fake, right? So I'm not advocating for regulation necessarily, but I mean, maybe there needs to be a voluntary regulation. Some industries do this. Where if you yeah, if like you, the non-GMO movement, where they put non-GMO on all their food products because they want to be labeled, right? Right, right, right. So like, if you want to have a legit AI software program, it would be wise for you to mm-hmm. embed some kind of watermarking program to show that this has been digitally altered to some extent, right? Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that being helpful. I know a lot of the major AI photo generators now don't allow for nude photos to even be created, but then there are others I was reading that you could just like Google and it's like a clothes remover. And then, you know, you can get exactly what you're looking for there. 
Yeah, it is certainly a problem in terms of mental health. It's going to create a lot of mental health problems with anxiety and depression among children who are facing these issues and having these photos surface that are fake of them. I mean, it just messes with your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And in <sighs> yeah. some places, you know, it is illegal. Some states we saw that it was illegal, right? Yes, there were some states. Um, oh, gosh, I have to get back to it. Not New I, Jersey, we know. New York is one of them. New and York, I believe Virginia, California is another one. New York, Virginia. Where they've actually started making laws, mm -hmm. you know, that have to do with these mm -hmm. new technologies. Mm -hmm. Basically, the legal system is just behind right now. Mm -hmm. We're trying to catch up with all of these new things that are going on mm -hmm. that could possibly be legal issues. Mm -hmm. For sure. I wonder what our audience thinks about that. Send us a text at 573 319-1586. It's considered defamation, I would think. Isn't that defamation if you're spreading false information about someone that could possibly hurt them? Yeah, you know. So you could have a, mm -hmm. a civil case about yeah, it, potentially, I would think. Potentially, if you can prove it, right? But I mean, mm -hmm. I think a lot of this stuff, it's at least in the, you know, we're still in the early days. I mean, this it, AI for, for the public really just dropped, mm -hmm. really just dropped um, uh, this year. So right. we are um, we are right in the, the, the cusp of this. You know? Oh, yeah, it's going to get worse from here. And I was reading in the article, too, that a lot of kids are now getting rid of their social media, not posting photos online. But here's here's what's going on. Really, it's like photos are available everywhere. So even if you shut down your social media, people are still going to have photos of you. They could still shoot photos of you with their cell phone camera secretly yep. in the classroom when you're at school. Yep, exactly. So this is scary stuff. And it's mm -hmm. it's truly just beyond what my mind can really problem solve for. Mm -hmm, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm in the background in the mornings whenever I'm doing this show. You know how mul I love, love to multitask? Mm -hmm. Well, this morning right now, I'm sitting on a trade that I'm uh, preparing to execute on uh, in the stock market on apple uh wow. so last night apple knew uh got uh some bad news on their sales figures really yeah and the stock crashed oh so these are the kinds of opportunities that i'm always looking for right when i'm watching like the major tech companies and things like that if they get a big spate of bad news what usually happens in the stock market is it will cr like the stock will crash really hard mm -hmm. and that that becomes what they call oversold okay. right so they so people have just like way over sold their stock because of the the fear of you know losing value okay so i see that as an opportunity so it's kind of like that warren buffett quote remember be uh greedy when other people are fearful yes and be fearful when other people are greedy yes so like observe the herd and do the opposite mm -hmm. so when everybody yesterday was selling the hell out of their apple stocks I went in and I bought 125. You're like, it's low right now. Yeah, this so could help me. I bought 125 shares. That's right. Yeah, and I and I mean, so unless it goes even lower, then you might be screwed. But at some point, it should come up again because is Apple going away? No. I mean, I have an iPhone. No, so I don't so, buy new iPhones. I still have an SE. So but. <laughs> when I do like day trading or when I'm I'm doing swing trading uh -huh. online, uh, I usually will set a cap for what my uh, allow my losses to be, but I only mm -hmm. trade companies that have really strong fundamentals. Right. I don't go in and trade penny stocks or things that are really risky or companies people don't really know a lot about. Mm -hmm. I only day trade or swing trade on stocks that I'm like, I know that if for some reason I did lose money on this one, I could just hold the stock over a long time and and it's eventually going to go back up. Right. So, I, I can't see Apple going away anytime soon. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm sitting right now. I'm $400 in the green this morning. Yay. And I'm thinking to myself, how greedy should I be before I sell it? Uh, and I'm saying to myself, you know, uh, 
I had a, a stock trade last month that I had to sit on for like two weeks and I was sweating the whole time because it was down two grand. So you made $400 already? Well, I haven't sold it yet. So I've oh. only made the money if I sell it. Well, just walk away. I know. Yeah, Stephanie away. wants me to walk $400. I know. I'm going to take you to a nice breakfast this morning. I mean, you could buy an airplane ticket nearly to Hawaii or something, something with that money. I know, or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I'll, I will, Stephanie. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm gambling right now that what's going to happen is that this morning when the stock market opens in a, an hour from now, that the stock is probably going to pop. Oh, and so if you it, can't sell it right now. I can oh. and, and take the profit or I can wait an hour from now and see if the stock market, if the stock goes pop, because if it does, then maybe I'm not going to have $400, I'm going to have $800 to walk mm -hmm. away. But I also might lose at $400 mm -hmm. and then get nothing and Cost I might lose. benefit analysis. So I don't know. But, I, but here's the thing. Oof. It's risky. Yes. Stocks go up and down. This is why... We like gold because it's not that risky. It's not as risky. We like silver and we like platinum. Yeah. So Lear Capital, they actually deal gold, silver, and platinum. Ooh. Imagine that. I was actually browsing their website the other day and they have super cool coins. I like collecting coins. Um, that have cool faces on them. Like they have one that has a buffalo and another that has an orca whale. And then one that has George Washington on it as part of their Mount Rushmore collection. So those are really exciting. So if you just like coins and you want to, you know, have some coins in your house on display, that'd be a good idea. We recommend Lear Capital here. We endorse Lear Capital here at the Wake Up America show. And we're inviting you to give them a call today at 1-800-885-2175 or visit LearAustin.com. For those of you who are phone averse, I know many of you are. Today's a great day to just get more information, totally free, and they're not going to bug the crap out of you, I promise. If they do, say, Austin, come back and complain to my face. But no, they don't bug you. They, they don't, don't bug you. They me. won't. But no. So just visit LearAustin.com, sign up for a free gold and silver information and platinum information packet today at LearAustin.com. Get more information. They'll send you a gold packet and learn how to invest in gold. And you don't take the humongous risks that I take on the stock market. Us women are risk averse. So if you're a woman, go for the gold. Go for the gold. That's great, Steph. That's go right. for the gold. Yeah, Steph, she, she's, she's our best salesman, isn't she? She went to your capital. <laughs> if you see those awesome uh, AI-generated uh, advertisements over on my Twitter, guess who makes those? You make some of them, though. I do make some of them. I do. And I, I take a lot of credit. You do get a lot of the credit. My, my <laughs> wife is my you. number one fan and backer. Visit <laughs> LearAustin.com today or call 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. All right. Well, before we go, give it a little dance. It's actually hard to do it this way compared to this way. <laughs> my brain is not wired this way. <laughs> we love Stephanie, don't we? For a round of applause. Yay. I want everyone to know I've been doing my 50 jumping jacks, my 15 push-ups, and my 20 sit-ups mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. this week. So I'm very proud. And I know Floby has been watching me do that and has been inspiring me to do more. So thank you, Floby. Okay. What's next on the uh, rundown here, Stephanie? Evangelicals need to stop shaming men. I know Camelia's going to love this topic. I don't know much about evangelicals, unfortunately, mm -hmm. so I don't know what they preach, really. Well, here's the thing. So this is I'm, I'll, I'll give you a brief synopsis, at least, of what I uh, what I understand, what I'm hearing from the evangelical com uh, community mm -hmm. is that they are essentially it's a lot of they're getting a lot of lectures and speeches in their churches about needing to man up mm -hmm. this idea, which we're hearing a lot in society in some ways. 
Uh, so here's what uh, this he, he's uh, sharing a lot of other people's thoughts in this piece, Aaron Wren Substack. And he says, Nathaniel Blake wrote an essay arguing that an, an aversion to marriage by men is unmanly. Yeah. Here's what he a says. A man should want to get married. Right. And if you don't want to get married, then you're not a real man. Right. Okay. Anti-marriage influencers. This is Nathaniel Blake. He says, anti-marriage influencers claim to be looking after men's interests, but they are directing men toward unhappy, cowardly lives. Mm. Right. The rejoinder from Davis and her followers was that the problem with marriage is the in the potential for failure. Sure, a happy marriage might be great, but a bad one may be so miserable or a divorce so devastating that marriage is not worth attempting. He says, Davis overstates the prevalence of these ills. They are real. Men can have their hearts broken, bank accounts drained, children taken away from them. Um, I mean, that is true. Right, right. So he says, this is about courage and what it takes to be a man. Sure, you can have your entire life destroyed, your children taken away from you and be left homeless and destitute and no one will give a crap. But be a man be a man. that's their argument is but that still get married even though these are the risks that e you're taking here's all the risks there are the the rewards could be you know you there might be some rewards the risks are inherent and if you don't do it you're not a real man right now does the bible say anything about marriage other than it should be between men and women uh the bible does say a lot of things about marriage uh, okay. but it just depends on what you're trying to does it say you're not manly if you don't get married in the bible no it's okay. you know the you know it does not say that because jesus wasn't married was he he was not actually ah, he was so not. he was avoidant of marriage yeah uh yes well here's the thing so the, the thing about jesus is that he was sin free um, and so even though it's not a sin to get married and to live, you know, to have a relationship with your wife within the bounds of marriage, sure, it, it was just something that Jesus avoided because he was focused on his ministry. Mm -hmm. So there are rumors that are not part of the biblical canon that he had a relationship with, I can't remember her last name, not is it Mary Magdalene? But there was... Oh, yeah, there, that sounds familiar. Well, his mother's name might be Mary Magdalene. His mom's name was Mary, and I sometimes get the last okay. names confused. Uh -huh. But I, th I believe it's either the Dead Sea Scrolls, and this is not part of the Christian heritage. Okay. But there were rumors that he had a relationship with a woman named Mary. Sure. Um, and that is not part of the biblical canon, I will oh, tell okay. you that. So I'm not saying that that happened, but, you know, official Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. If you're looking at it from like a comic book perspective, it's or something like that. Official Jesus did not get married, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's what you have to consider. Um, but the problem is, is that in these evangelical churches, they're saying that men are being shamed for being marriage avoidant and being told they need to man up. And they're, they're suggesting that um, the author here is saying that evangelicals are shaming men, saying they need to man up, marry all those single ladies in the pews. And if they don't, they're not real men, they're cowards. <laughs> And he says that the problem is, is that this leads men to go and listen to people like Andrew Tate mm -hmm. and Jordan Peterson. You can build them up again. Right, right. And here's what he says. He says, evangelicals portray marriage as an unattractive life of troubles and drudge work. They blame men for everything that goes wrong in a marriage. Then when men decide not to get married or delay it for a significant portion of time, they try to shame those men into getting married by calling them names. And while I'm not an evangelical yes. anymore, I completely 
understand like they mm-hmm. people do shame you for not trying to get married i i remember oh, yeah i remember one time i was at a baseball game in uh, washington dc seeing the nationals or whatever they're called these days uh-huh. uh, i don't know every time they, I, I just assume that every five years like the, a team name is considered racist and so right. they change it or whatever it is uh the senator mm-hmm. I, I think they used to be called the washington senators but anyways i'm watching the game and there's this, this husband and his wife and this is like maybe 10 years before mm-hmm. you and i had met and she was asking, you know, because I was, you know, 30, 32 at the time, you know, why haven't you been married and all this kind of stuff? And I was telling, I was saying these kinds of things about divorce statistics. Uh, and I was talking about how how terrible the dating pool is and how yeah. relationships are not in men's favor, that women have become these toxic trolls that that are uh, that are unfaithful. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and I was uh, explaining all these things and she was shocked and she was she was really offended, deeply offended. And it was trying to allude that this was something that was because of my manhood and all this stuff. And I was just like, I was just throwing it back in her face. And I was, I, I remember making the joke. I was like, marriage is a wonderful institution, but who would want to live in an institution? Ha 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 ha. Nice. But she was so offended. And it's because I think it comes down to a very biological reason for that. Mm-hmm. And, and the, a lot of the shaming comes from women, not necessarily men. Men, men who are simps and betas, and I think a lot of religious men especially are, no offense if you are religious, there's plenty of alpha guys in the religious community. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of men gravitate towards these churches and things like that. And then they simp for women, not just in churches, but also online and only fan simps that mm-hmm. exist on this stuff. But like a lot of these young pastors, for example, they don't want to hurt women's feelings and they don't want to alienate the women in their church. And the women are going to be the ones who are going to complain if they have a problem with the, with the pastor or they have the problem with the church. Mm-hmm. And and also the women are going to be the ones who are pushing men to go to church mm-hmm. because I think more and more, more men don't want to go to church. I, right. think, I feel like it's usually the wives of the families that go to church and the men stay home. Yeah, that whenever does I happen. ask people, oh, did your mom and dad both go to church? A lot of times they're like, no, just my mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we went with my mom. So it's like, oh, okay. Right, right. A lot of women push their husbands to go to church, try to get, you know, try and get their kids a religious upbringing because they think that's the source of the font of morals. So so they think the source of morals is the woman? The church. They think the women think that the source of morals is their church. They want to raise their kids in a moral environment. And so they push their husbands. And so since that's the case, and since I think a lot of these pastors, they recognize that the, the people in the pews are women. The majority of the people in those pews are women. And that it's the women who are pushing these people to go to church they are going to push messages that are going to say things like, you had your hoe face, but, <laughs> but Jesus loves you. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Slay. Marketing to the people who are in the pews. Marketing so to just... the ones who are bringing in the donations. They're marketing to the yeah. ones who are who are pushing the men to bring into the thing. And they're saying these, giving these messages like, you need to man up and you need to do all this. You need to do your duty as a man and marry mm-hmm. these women, these hags. Oh, yeah. Like I've seen, especially in the black community, like these women, uh-huh. they have these like large conferences filled with single women and telling them, you know, how they're worthy and they'll find a man. And these women like never find men, but they lift these women up so much and say like, you know, it's the men who have the problem. You are beautiful just the way you are. You're you are, perfect. you know, and then they're like not finding men after these conferences are over. So Yes, I can see where the women are being uplifted in the church communities very much. Our listeners are, get, are texting in. They oh, have really? they have opinions oh, on this topic. Are they evangelical? Do uh, they know what's going hear, on? Here we go. So we're getting texts, and you can text us uh-huh. too. You can text the show at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show 
at 573-319-1586. Boy, I'm really going to have to rest my voice this weekend, Steffi. No talking this weekend. Silence. Yes, here we go. Here's our text. Man, the pastors sound like my sister. She wants me to get married right now or get mm-hmm. a girlfriend at least. There is a lot of pressure from females telling men, oh, you need to get married or something wrong with you. You need to man up. One yeah. listener texted in says he's 28. He's getting both fat shamed and marriage shamed. What? He says by clergy, <laughs> by clergy. And he says, and he's Oriental Orthodox. We've got an Asian guy here. Oh. Um, he says, I got scolded for asking a, guy, a girl straight, straight out if they were single uh-huh. for being a busybody. I got I got scolded for asking a girl straight out if they were single for being a busybody. So I don't were you being called the busybody or was the girl being called? I'm the assuming she called him a busybody because right. he asking, asked her if she's single. Exactly. Which is that is so bold and that takes a lot of bravery and confidence. And balls, I'm so bro. proud of you for doing that. <laughs> exactly. But you could have just sat back there and not talked to her, which would mean that you would have failed no matter what, but you at least put an effort and tried. It's better to it's better to be the type of guy who mm-hmm. it's better to be fat than have no balls. Because I know plenty of. <laughs> I, I just had to think about that for a second. Yes, it's that better, is true. It's better to be fat than to have no balls. At least if yeah. you, at least if you're fat and you have confidence, you can actually score girls, right? Yeah, I mean, I really think if a guy has the right charisma and the right sense of humor, there is there even is. if you have a dad bod or mm-hmm. a little more to love, it's I mean, true. girls are gonna like you. I mean, I remember even like having crushes on guys who. I just thought we're really funny, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, looking wise, they probably weren't a 10 and that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Glad to have you here. Make sure you click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to hear your thoughts today. You can text us in the show at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show today at 573 573- 319-1586. CJade824 says, our church goes all out on a ladies' conference, but yeah. didn't even have a man's conference. Oh my gosh, that's mm. so sad. That's true. I mean, I've seen this stuff and I've heard about it. Guokas0422 says, it's fun to bash evangelicals, but you all benefit from being around a huge population of moral li- law-abiding citizens. It's true. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're not we're not bashing them as a whole. I think just this this one area is very interesting well, just to learn the, about. Just the evangelical shaming mm-hmm. of men who mm-hmm. don't want to get married to the, you know, the fugglies in their their church services. <laughs> I mean, I came from Jewish roots, so I'm thinking about this from the Jewish perspective. And mm. I would say in Judaism, marriage is a mitzvah. Mm. I mean, Jewish people really push you to get married so much that they have matchmaking systems where they literally match young men and women together and they don't even know each other and they basically get married after meeting a few times. Uh-huh. So marriage is looked at very differently in the Jewish faith. And two, men are looked at very differently in the Jewish faith. Men are the ones that typically go to synagogue and do the practicing and learning because they're seen as the head of household. Mm-hmm. I love so this. That is very interesting. Uh, whoever our new friends is, CJ824. First time I've seen her today. Hey, good morning. Hi. She's got some real cool POVs here. I hope you'll come back and join us, CJ. Click that subscribe mm-hmm. button on the channel so we, you can find us again. I'm Austin Peterson. This is my wife, Stephanie. Uh, yeah. And we do the Wake Up America show every Monday through Friday. Fridays is when Stephanie joins us and we talk about lighter topics like these. So uh, Jade, yourself, or anyone else who might be watching this and saying, hey, this is good content and I enjoy this and having fun, subscribe to the channel and come back and join us every Monday through Friday here, 7 to 9 a.m. Central. 
Stephanie um, CJ824 has says, it's not bashing evangelicals, but this is a real problem and why many Christian males are not standing up in our society against evil due to the feminizing of the church. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Interesting. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because nobody should should feel like they can't feel comfortable in church mm-hmm. and they can't be themselves in church. That mm-hmm. should be your safe place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Opperman says, got to point this out that being a fat woman is way easier than being a fat man in the dating world. Yes. Agreed. 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 Yes, Bo- body, posi- body positivity only works one way. There is no such thing as body positivity for men. There's no male body positivity movement. The feminists are not out there marching to say, we demand that women find fat men sexy. Right. We but demand do you think that. women really value body type when they're choosing sure, and yeah, marry? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I have always said, and mm-hmm. I, will, I will go to my dying day with the belief yeah. that looks are more important for women than they are for men. Right. I don't give a damn if you say men are more visually based or visually centric. When it comes to choosing a mate, right? when it comes to choosing someone that you will sleep with, women are picky. Men mm-hmm. are not picky. Men will find the the gutter trash behind the dumpster and be like, hmm, I might destroy my marriage for that for five minutes of fun. It, and women will be like, abs- unless he's like Mr. Big or something like that, you know, makes a million dollars a year uh, and and has like the, a perfect hairline and a six foot tall. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, to mess around on that. Right. So right. The, and that's because women are allowed to have standard standards and men are not allowed to have standards because mm-hmm. by um, if men have standards and are pushing standards on women, then that might that might mean that women might actually have to compete. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that women hate. And this, you know, this they compete on their own. Yes, but they hate it. <laughs> They hate yes. it and they hate each other yes. and they hate feeling like they have to compete. And that's why oh, yeah. I say when looks are important to women, women's looks are more important mm-hmm. to women than they are to men. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've experienced that firsthand. But Stephanie, women bashing my looks. Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. But Stephanie, here's the thing. Like you at first, when I, the first time I said that to you, you rejected it strongly. I did. I did because I've always felt pressured to look nice because of guys because mm-hmm. I always thought, Guys were pressuring me to look nice mm-hmm. based on who they would like. When I was in school, they would always like the pretty girls. And so I was like, okay, I guess I got to compete to be pretty then to get the guy's attention. Here's what an evangelical scholar by the name of Anthony Bradley said. He says, we've been down this road before. Shaming men to get married is a failed strategy in culture where many of them experience the reality of divorce. What Pearl is talking about, pearly things. I know. Oh, that's actually pearly things. He's talking about her. He's talking about her. What what Pearl is talking about has nothing to do with why the vast majority of men in their 20s are marriage avoidant. Um, Most of the young men I've worked with on this issue for 25 years who Mm -hmm. are marriage avoidant aren't cowards Mm -hmm. or unmanly. Most are children of divorce and were raised in homes of overbearing um, smothering, emasculating mothers in the matriarchal South. Mm. This is somehow missing in the discourse about this issue. This is what we really need to be discussing. He says, mm. Pearl's not relevant. Since women initiate most divorces, young men aren't marriage avoidant so much as they are divorce avoidant. Yes. Or, or they don't want to be emasculated in marriages like the ones their fathers were in and have witnessed for 30 years. They don't want to live a life of domesticated emasculation. It's actually, in many ways, a rational choice. Damn, that is good stuff. I mean, as a woman, I actually experienced both 
as a kid. I'm mm-hmm. from a divorced household and my mom did wear the pants in the family. So I've I've seen both scenarios and that's why I was so marriage avoidant, mm-hmm. mostly because of the divorce issue. But my mom is not the one who asked for the divorce in this case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, when I see men, uh, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. I don't mm-hmm. know where that quote, I've heard that quote from before. It's not my words, it's somebody else's. Um, and, and, it, it rings true. I have seen men in marriages that are unhappy, that are being, you know, destroyed, henpecked by their wives, yeah. and and who who grew up with emasculated, being emasculated by their mothers and being put in second place. The whole idea of a man cave, for example, is this idea that that the men have been sequestered away in the home, right. and this is their space that they can have, and even still. Like women will encroach on this space and women will, because that's another big problem is that men aren't allowed to have their own spaces. Right. But even if they do have their uh, a space, it's be, it's the rest of the house is the rest of the families, right? It's like, don't mess with my pink wallpaper. Right. Go to your man cave. So like, what was, <laughs> and, and like, this is not, I, I was, I'm not necessarily trying to dominate. I'm just being who I am in, mm-hmm. in many ways. But the first thing that we did, that I did when we got ourselves into the new house was to what? first started decorating yourself yeah and did i decorate one room no you decorated the whole house yes our entire house like if you walk into our house you'll see family pictures Mm -hmm. you'll see uh you know put up like i started adding family i started adding some of my own after you added your stuff right right yes but the first thing that i came in is i i came in and like a dog i peed on everything in the house uh-huh. <laughs> yeah was that purposeful you did that on i purpose? think i just did it in no not purposeful just oh, okay. instinctually i mean because just because of my own personality i mean i'm bad at making decisions and mm-hmm. you already had most of the furniture and mm-hmm. decorations anyways i basically i put as much as i could fit in my car and drove to missouri so i didn't have very much anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's i thank you for decorating our home or else we would have had to spend a lot of money to buy new things for it. Sure. So the point of this, the point of this though, is that like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like cut out of my own home. Right. No, I'm, you know, and, no. and the thing is, is that I, as much as, you know, and I'm not an evangelical, right. Mm-hmm. And I don't like hold to like the kind of patriarchal views that you might, you know, traditionally see from someone who is like, you know, an Islamist or a Christian or, mm-hmm. or even Jewish men frequently, right. That thinks that there is a set role for a man. However, I think that there are probably some biological underpinnings for the type of behavior that men and women engage in, and I'm not going to restrict myself or my biological desire to act out my prerogatives because I think that there's a natural, healthy masculinity that I can exude that places us, you not in a subjugate role to to me, but it, it provides a healthy balance. I think what, we, what we've seen is a hyper-feminized mm-hmm. world, hyper-feminized relationships where the woman dominates mm-hmm. uh, in, in relationships. And you see this in these Christian marriages, and you see this in, in, in secular marriages as well, where these men are just the providers and they shut up and they have no other say. And like, you know, even yourself, like, you know, we have, we've had conflict over the question of discipline. Yeah. But I mean, I think you would agree and understand that like discipline, force, violence, these are, this is my world, right? Mm-hmm. These, Especially for boys yes. when you're dealing with boys right. and like, consequences. Right. You, even though like our, our um, dogs are, but which are both boys have yeah. literally been emasculated and that, you know, they've had their balls cut off. Yes. You get that masculine energy from them, that rough, yeah, that they roughness. Yeah, respect you. I mean, I was yelling at George the other day because he was licking his Frito paws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he wasn't listening to me. 
But the moment you raised your voice, mm -hmm. he stopped immediately. Because right. he knows that Austin is alpha. And I may have not admitted this before. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go. I used to think that equality in a marriage was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm seeing how responsible you are as the leader of our household, mm -hmm. I'm willing to submit a lot more. And I'm actually enjoying that, which is crazy to admit. Tell me I was more. Afraid, I was afraid to submit before because I was afraid of getting hurt because of, you know, being a child of divorce. But I'm I'm happy to be able to trust you to lead the household. Where do you think that comes from? Is it because you feel me naturally taking that role and you you trust me to make these decisions? Yeah, I think the proof is in your actions. And so I have been able to witness your behaviors ever since I got in a relationship with you. And so it's taken me time to build that trust, to see your consistency mm -hmm. and that you really are protecting me and that I am you have my best interest in mind. Right. And so I finally have come to that point of trust, which it takes me a long time to trust. A matter well, of years. And because we've had some conflict over like what like is the proper role of discipline in our household. Mm -hmm. Right. And and over what like, for example, when we had the uh, the argument about what the location of a firearm and all these kinds of things. Uh, like I, I had to, you know, explain to you and I think I did so as gently as possible that. Yeah. You know, I do, I, I take your input when it comes to the security of the household. Mm -hmm. uh, and I listen to you when it comes to the proper security of the household. And I want to, and, and you get a vote, right? Yeah, which we did. But you get, yeah. you get one vote uh -huh. and I get two. Yeah. And the reason why is because it's my job to put my life on the line mm -hmm. to go outside when there was the scary man at the door. I know you literally did that. And and it's, it's so, <laughs> so in that situation where I'm the on the front lines, uh -huh. putting my life on the line to defend yourself and the and the lives of our dogs and you know the lives of our future children. Then I'm the one who's going to be making the decisions about the location of the firearms, you know. And I also instill in you a sense of discipline mm -hmm. by teaching you self defense, by teaching you how to use these firearms, not allowing your your fear. Yeah, to I see. Stop you're not you. trying to bring me down. No. By leading the household, you're actually right. trying to lift me up and make me more powerful. And actually, I just noticed last night, so we were walking on the street of Jefferson City. It was pretty bare. Mm -hmm. There was barely anyone out. There was a, a little bit of a suspicious man on the street corner. And I purposely went on the outside of you mm -hmm. so that you could protect me. Mm -hmm. And I feel selfish to do that, but I feel comfortable enough with your leadership that I, I wanted to do that. Right. And you feel you feel safe knowing that, yeah. like, between the two of us, that we could handle the threat. But I think when, yeah. you, when you talk about me lifting you up mm -hmm. um, in, in this marriage and me taking this leadership role, I think that that's a, a really important point. And not just to kind of like, you know, pat myself on the back here or anything, but like there were times when you were afraid and you wanted and you didn't want to do something mm -hmm. and I pushed you to do it anyway. And we've talked about this in relation to what we want to instill in our children, mm -hmm. right? If they don't want to do something, do we just let them quit? No. But for a we while, keep pushing them. but the first, but the first part of our time, we were having some of those conversations. You were kind of like, I don't want to force my kids to do this or anything like that. Right. And because I knew how it felt to be forced to do things mm -hmm. in a mother-led household. Right. I have never seen a father-led household. Mm -hmm. So it's very different. Right, right. And Camelia's right when she says gender roles are not exclusive to Christianity. 
Sure. Uh, There's and, gender roles in every religion. I mean, even even Islam. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, Joni Rankin says, 27 years of marriage was managed, and I say managed because that's what it is, a contract, equality and decisions, but if a dis disagreement occurred, it was the husband's final word. That's interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, good morning from the boot heel. Good morning, Alicia Wilder. Nice to see you. Hi. We love our, our Missouri friends. Only just slightly more, but that's just because we love Missouri. Where we live. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a certain amount of strategy on the man's part to be able to lead, but yet lift up his wife at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I don't exactly know how that happens, but I know it's happened with me. Well, think about like how much like when you, for example, do you do you remember like a, a few years ago when like you first started doing push-ups and you could not do one actual single real no. push-up? It was so painful and I dreaded doing push-ups and I would say to you, I don't want to do push-ups. Don't make me do push-ups and to, I would cry. You used to cry and, <laughs> and you used to complain and you'd be like, I don't want to do this. And you used to get yes. a, 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 like, you. Do, I won't say you got mad at me, right? but you were definitely annoyed with me. Mm -hmm. When you would push me a lot and yes. tell me to keep going. And, yes. and, and, and you would like talk back and I would, and I would tell you, to stop talking back. Oh, yeah. You were putting me in my place. I was not used to such things. You were not used to such no, things. No, no, You came from a household where your father did not do that. No, he did not. He did not set any rules he for did not, me. My mother did. Your mother did, right? Yes. So, but, but when it comes to like talking back and things like that, mm -hmm. the only times, and I'm glad that I've demonstrated this to you, the only times that I've ever like Put you in your place is when I'm only where I'm more a hundred percent confident mm -hmm. that what I'm doing is the right thing. Mm -hmm. If if I if I have any doubt in my mind that I might not be correct about something, then I won't take a stance, a, a bullish stance. Right. But at that time, when I first started doing pushups, I hadn't fully trusted you yet mm -hmm. because my trust takes a long time to build since mm -hmm. it's been broken down so much in my past experiences. Mm -hmm. So. So, you know, that was on me that I didn't trust in you enough to mm -hmm. leave you. And that's why I gave you that pushback. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But cool. now I trust in you and I have experienced growth and I have seen that you pushing me has actually helped me. And so now I don't push back so much because I'm like, I trust in the process. Trust in the process. Yes. That is really difficult in a world, especially because we're both such skeptical people in, in many ways yes. that you want to question everything. That's kind of like, you know, just who we are as mm -hmm. like as libertarians and mm -hmm. as skeptics. And I mean, we're humans. So yeah. We're going to have faults. We're going to make mistakes, right. make wrong decisions. So it's like we check each other mm -hmm. at times. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're just tuning into the morning show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can send us a text today at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. And we'd love to hear what you're thinking about the news today. We've been talking about evangelicals who are shaming uh, they're, uh, the men in their congregations for not wanting to get married. And then it's kind of driving them into the arms of the Andrew Tates of the world, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you think? Have we exhausted yeah, this subject? I'm just wondering about solutions. It's like, what can the church do to lift men up again and, and make them not feel like cowards? No, that's a great question. And I, maybe you know, have male conferences, uh, you know, well, maybe <laughs> I, I really don't know what the answer to this is going to be, but what I do know is that it's time for us to take a very brief commercial break, oh, Stephanie. Nice. Get some water, go to the bathroom. Yes. Go get yes. a little bit of coffee, get something to drink. When we get back, we're going to talk about signs, ways that you might be passive-aggressively attacking people you don't know it. Poor speech etiquette, mm. seven rude phrases that you need to eliminate from your vocabulary when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.
Good morning. Rise and freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Glad to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Click that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you know what's good for you. Come back and join us every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here on the Wake Up America show. Fridays are a special day. I love Fridays. I look forward to it. Obviously, it's the end of the week. Lots of exciting things happening over the weekend, including things like sleeping, napping, and... Making coffee. Making coffee. What's that voice? That lovely, smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wifey here with me. What's up? How you doing there, sweetie pie? I'm doing great. I was able to use my toilet brush when I went to the bathroom during our break. You know when you piped in about, like, you know, sleeping and taking drinking coffee and stuff? It reminds me of that video that I sent you on Instagram yesterday. She could play. I, I think I can. So, I think. so here's the thing. When okay. we wake up on Saturdays and Sundays, so Austin is more of a morning person than I am. So mm. usually I'm like laying in bed. I'm all cozy with the doggies. And then Austin's like, okay, time to get up, get coffee. And so he like jumps right out of bed, you know, gets his clothes on and then runs downstairs because he's so excited for coffee. And I'm still sitting there like... Ta-da. Yes. Life is great. And then a little bit later, I come down in my silk bathrobe and I'm like, hello, everyone. Would you like to make, would you like me to make you coffee? And then Austin's like already made his coffee by the time I get downstairs. <laughs> but he found a video and he sent it to me on Instagram. And I think it's about to pull up oh, in gonna... just two seconds. Yes, it is. And it's... it totally describes Here me. It is. How my, how my early bird husband <laughs> greets, greets me in the morning. As I emerge from my slumber three hours after him. Here we go. Oh, okay, where's the audio? <laughs> the audio is the yeah, best okay, part. You can't up. miss the oh, audio. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Girl, could she be any cuter? Who's that wonderful girl? Who's that wonderful girl? Could she be any cuter? Bird, how my early bird husband greets me in the mornings as I emerge from my slumber three hours after him. Who's that wonderful girl? She's cuter. That's hilarious. <laughs> downstairs, like the princess that you are on Saturday Tiara. mornings. Yes, and wear it downstairs. People probably like, like they secretly believe that like our like marriage and our 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 domestic life isn't as kind of like uh disney movie as it blissful. is blissful as it is i mean it's and I, and listen i have no illusions to say it's always going to be this way but like we just celebrated our two-year anniversary and it has been two years of bliss it has been wonderful clients say to me i feel like my honeymoon phase has gone away with my significant other and it's only been like so many months i'm like well, well you, were you kinda, know, my honeymoon phase is still here. Yeah, so like, here's the thing. So what do you think our secret is? What is our secret? Because you were saying, oh, we need to probably, you said the other day, you should, <laughs> we should have, we should have marriage counsel coupling for people, you know, couple yes. counseling or whatever for people. And yes. I was like, I was like, maybe, you know, we need to wait until we've had like more mm -hmm. than two years and we've had some kids and then we can potentially counsel other people. I was like, it might be a little premature. Mm. However, yeah, it probably is. I mean, it's probably our mindset. I mean, we're really kids at heart, I think. Mm -hmm. And so we're always exploring and we're curious about doing new things and visiting new places. And so we just have so much fun playing together. Yeah. I think that's the key is play together with your significant other, just like a kid would, you know, watch fun shows. And I think, too, in terms of physical stuff, you know, sexual stuff. 
I think a lot of couples differ on that. But in terms of us, what makes us work is that we're very compatible in that way, you know, and it's like we don't deprive each other of what we need and want in that way. So I mean, I, I think that's a major part of it, too, because once people get into a relationship, a lot of times the physical stuff just goes away. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes people really unhappy. But like so. our relationship is so much more than the physical relationship it side is, of things. Like, is. I think it's it's a part of why we're happy, obviously, and other people are not happy. That could be that. that could be it for sure. For sure. We're very compatible that way. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this I, I don't know. I mean, just a respect that we have for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I. As, here's the thing. If you're a man, for a man, I think it's more important to maybe to feel respected. I know women like respect too. Everybody does. But like, you respect me so much. I compliment you. You, you give me credit yes. when I do things, right? And it's like, I don't feel that like, most men don't like get compliments. Most men like right. they do say if they do something, they don't expect to be thanked. And maybe that's not necessarily, you know, how it should be. But I think that like, you know, whenever I do something like and, you know, you don't ask and God knows you rarely ask me to do anything. But if you do, uh, if I do do something that's, you know, for the household or for whatever, you always are like, thank you. It looks great. I appreciate you. Yeah. Like when you take out the trash, I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you, you for getting the so mail. so respectful. Like, yes. it's like I feel respected. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, back on that topic and then we'll we'll put a button in this and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I think that. If you aren't respecting your husband, if you aren't respecting the men in your life, your boyfriend, whatever, your your sons, right? If you aren't respecting, uh, giving them the men in your life the proper respect, it doesn't have to be gushing over goo-gooing, gagaing everything that they do, but at least a modicum of respect for the men in your life and the contributions that they make to your life, you might lose them. Mm-hmm. You might lose them, or you know, if you're if you're hoping a guy to uh, to get married with a guy. And you're disrespecting him, or you're talking smack about him in public. You're embarrassing him in front of his friends. Mm-hmm. You're talking about him to your friends, doing the kind of stuff that makes that, that uh, men will hear about. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you're you're destroying and denigrating him, and it's a good possibility you may not be able to hold on to him. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. But you it's know, men really got a lead to you know? topic. It I is. Mean, it chemistry is. is something that really just can't be defined, and mm-hmm. I think we have really great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because we have so many similarities in a lot of ways, but yet differences in ways that really matter, mm-hmm. where we balance each other out and lift each other up in that way, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of relationships don't have that kind of balance and mixture of things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a science concoction. Who's that wonderful girl? <laughs> Can't she be any cuter? All right, let's move on. MS, or excuse me, CNBC, not quite the bad one, but, you know, related tangentially, writes an article, people with poor speech etiquette always use these seven, quote, rude phrases, says a public speaking expert, right? We all got to communicate with people on a daily basis, so it's inevitable we'll occasionally be put off, if not downright offended by some of the the things we hear, but consider Mm -hmm. that maybe you might be guilty of rubbing people the wrong way. So we've got a list of seven rude phrases that people with poor speech etiquette always use and some things of what to say instead. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The first one is this. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? 
right? Do you so, want to take out the trash? So this phrase is great. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a little passive aggressive. Do you mm -hmm. want to take out the trash? Well, like, well, no, I don't. I don't want to take out the trash. And then a respectful wife would say, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll go take out the trash. No well, here, worries. Well, here's the thing. So this is, you know, we, it, it's great. If you're offering somebody a choice, mm -hmm. when you ask somebody to take out the trash, you're not really offering them a choice, right? Right. Do you want to go like if you're actually offering someone a, a, a choice, like, do you want to go to lunch with me? Mm -hmm. That's when you're actually saying, yeah, no, I want to go to lunch. Sure. Or no, I'm too busy. Something like that. But if you're using it as a way to deliver orders. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you want to take out the trash? Right. Then it's fake politeness. I think the thing that I do is I say, do you want me to take out the trash? I like ask for permission to do it myself. So that you have a choice if you really wanted to do don't it. I don't have, know why I do you, that. You, well, you don't, you up until recently, and uh -huh. I saw I saw you in karate class the other night. It was awesome. Uh -huh. um, you Until recently, you haven't had an aggressive bone in your body. You've, no. ne you've never had one until recently. Like, I was really proud of you the other night when we were doing sweeps and throws and you were manhandling that your partner. I was having fun. I know. It was awesome to see yeah, you getting in there. Yeah, they were coming in and throwing a punch at me and it was random. So I didn't know which punch they were going to throw. Mm -hmm. And then I had to take their arm, put my arm underneath there, put our hips in line and swoosh them on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was so invigorating. So proud of her. Yeah. And like I was taking down our senseis and they're like big dudes. Yeah. And it's and 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 it's you're you're learning how to use throw throw use your smaller weight and yeah. speed and advantage against somebody of a larger size. But it's nice to see you getting a little aggressive because you need that. Mm -hmm. However, you're not passive aggressive. You're not fake polite. Right. 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 You don't belittle. Right. No, no. I, I really believe like everything is my duty. So but if like, anything, I'm like hard on myself. Right. But like, it, you know, if somebody else was not like you and they mm -hmm. were like, do you want to take the trash out? It would obviously be seen as coming across as sort of belittling. Mm -hmm. Or they could, would look down on you if you said no. Right. Well, here's the right. thing. Just state your your request directly. Yeah. You know, like, will you please take out the trash? Yeah. Just ask nicely. And yeah. and then the, the person doesn't feel like they're manipulated they're probably going to be a little bit more likely to pitch in. Now, if they give you guff back or they give you a problem after that, that's their problem, not yours. Right. And then right? you got bigger fish to fry in terms of delineation of roles in the house. Right, right. Now, here's the thing. Uh, and I'm guilty of this uh -huh. as much as anybody saying, here's the thing. I like seeing <laughs> that, too. You know, you, you how, it's fun. You know, how you come off as a little, you know, you you just come off as very different stuff. But here's the thing. So, So here's the thing. It's kind of like, listen to me, I've got this. Right. Even if you use it inadvertently, it sounds a bit self-important, mm -hmm. right? So truly authoritative people don't tend to waste time on throat clearing statements. Mm. Here's if the you're thing. really confident in what you're saying, yeah. you don't have to say that you're confident in what you're saying. Right, right. So if you're actually confident, you don't have to go, so here's what you should do, right? The so is unnecessary, right. okay? It's if you filler. want to be authoritative, mm -hmm. just be like, Will you please take out the trash or take out the trash today because the it's it's coming at 5 a.m. and you need to get it out there, right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It sounds self-important, right? So Yeah. To me, I feel like I use it as like, so here's the tea. You know, like this this is what's up. Mm -hmm. I, I use it as more of like a fun thing. Like yes. It's not so much trying to say like I know everything. CJ824 says, I say, when you get a chance, can you? That's a nice one. I think that's a nice way of saying like that, it. Because that gives them actually two choices. Mm -hmm. One, it's saying, will you do the thing? And two, it's saying, 
do you have a chance to do that thing? When do you have a chance? You have a choice in that matter. Floby Tenderson has become one of my new favorites on oh, our I chat. Floby. He makes Floby me laugh. Inspires he's me. also he's got one of our don't um uh, call the cops hats. Uh, okay. the, uh, call the cops. I don't give a cool, you know what. Cool. Yeah. Yep. And he's got in his profile pic. Look, he looks badass. Aww. He says, uh, uh, I tell my sons, one day you may be able to kick my ass, but never forget, you got to sleep sometime. You got to sleep sometime? Yeah. Uh-oh. That means he could go get him. He wait, he's going to wait till they're asleep and he's uh -oh. going to hurt him. Right. Well, right. he has to sleep sometime too, yep. Floby. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Camelia says, a little aggression is a good thing, ladies. You can still be a lady and not be a doormat. Yes. It's called Agreed. assertiveness. Assertiveness is something that we don't really learn. Did you see that video on Instagram I played last night of those chicks from the 1920s who were doing judo? No. And they were like, oh, dude, it's so funny. It's oh, so that's funny. Cool. Yes. It's like it's like females from the 1920s demonstrating. Who is that wonderful girl? <laughs> Would she be any Vintage uh, judo <laughs> women. I feel like women back in the 1920s were probably very proper. Is yes. Yes. How it was? Retro BJJ <laughs> judo lady. surprised me throughout history. Sometimes women are a little more aggressive than I think they would be. Yeah. Okay. So this is not the exact video that I was looking at, but mm -hmm. here it is. Some of these women in judo. Oh, I, I love watching this. Fits. I know. Aren't they cute? Look at this. Judo gymnastics. That outfit to karate class. Look at here. Judo gymnastics. Let's, let's see. Let's watch this lady give her a photo. Look at this. grab his hair How look at that you? there you go ladies there you go look i love that she's doing it in like these little mid mid high heels look at that look at that look at her go getting his ankle now that's a real move oh, i look was just that. talking to the other girl in our class the other day that wearing high heels would really help us because we could use that as a weapon to stab i'm loving it look at this she's going for the you know what that oh move goodness. was you know what that, that was it He's a Getty. He's a Getty, Stephanie. That's right. Knee to the face. He's a Getty. He's a Getty. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that. Oh. Oh, she did your throw. She did your throw. This lady's really good. I love that she's like got a little cocky attitude to her, and she looks smoking. I mean, she looks hot. Look at her go. Look at her go. Look at that. Look she's at that. She's good at rolls. Dude, she did, a, she did a knife hand to this. I mean, I nearly break my neck when I roll, so that's great. Dang. There, look at her. Oh, yeah. Get in there. Oh. Get in there. Damn, finish him. I feel like she's still calling him sir, even at the end. She's probably like, there you go, sir. But I just love how she's got swagger. Ooh, look <laughs> at that. Dude. Do not mess with that chick. Look at her go. Look at her go. Oh, he's got her in there in the choke. Look at that. Look at that. Bam. Oh, she went in for the for the single leg takedown there on that one. Nice move. Wow. King, this lady is King, King Getty. Uh, like yeah, the King Getty. Yeah, the groin kick. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Going in for the leg twist there on that one. He's tapping out. He's tapping out. Wow. Self defense for women from the mid 1900s. Here we go. Probably 1940s, 50s here. Destroy the axis. The key is you have to be feminine, but yet fierce. But she does this. Like, look at this. Like, look how she's like, she's she's sassy, she's sexy, she's got mm. she's got nice gams, right? And then the, the lady in the background is doing like the strength training. Look at that. She oh, she knife disarm. Imagine being the like announcer person talking mm -hmm. about what's happening in this fight. That would be so funny. <laughs> look at this lovely lady taking him on. Don't you dare put a hand on her. Look at that little knife to the back. Knife to the like you may think that you're big, but at these moves, you can actually take out a man twice your size. Oh, he's got a gun. 
Gun to her back. Gun to her back. Oh, no. Don't do it. Oh, look at that. Oh, gun disarm. Gun disarm. Look at that. There you go. Get the. She got the gun, too. Give her it. Give it up. Damn. She know how to use a gun, too? Apparently. Apparently. Oh, she's pulled out a belt. Hold on. I want oh, to see like... that. You do not use that belt on me. Look at honey. this. Hold on, look at he this. He probably just got done spanking her. Look at this. She's, she's like, I'm going to spank you. Damn, you know she's probably great in bed. Oh. There she goes. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. She pulls off the belt. She whips him around. He's like, These ladies are like, hell yeah. They want to be a part of that. Then she goes, oh, that's a Sainagi. That's a good judo move. Sainagi. Grabs his hair, pulls oh, him down. Oh, she pulls the hair? Mm-hmm. Later, he's going to pull her hair. Oh. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. That was fun. That was really cool. I've never seen something like that ever in my life. I feel inspired. He's getting up slower and slower, says Leisha Wilder. Yeah, exactly. Feminine now that I know karate. Yeah. Joni says they never taught that in my high school dick uh, gym class. No. Camelia says uh, that's a little kinky. Studio uh-huh. 314 says, I haven't heard GAMs used in a long time. So, wow. Oh, go. the stock market just opened. Stock ding, market ding. just opened. Do Let's, you still have your Apple stock in I there? I still have my Apple uh, stock in there. I'm going to see how it's going. Did it go up? Did it go up? Right now, it looks like it's a little in the red, but oh, popping up green, popping up green. I'll tell you uh-huh. what. You lost some money, did you? I did, Is it yes. under 400? It's, it's under 400. This is where we can't always let the man lead. you got to listen to me sometimes. You're right. You're right. You should have sold up, it. It's up 300 right now. Should but I sell it? You know what? Should have, could have. What a hindsight is. I tell you what, it's up three hundred dollars right now. Should I sell it? Mm, it might increase. You're it, saying it's increasing, right? Well, it's it's you know there's a it could go down the red. Why don't we go? Don't, what do you guys think in the chat? Should he sell it? It's going red. It's going red. <gasps> no, no, sell it, sell it. Is sell, it going sell, down? Sell, it's going down. It's going <gasps> oh down. Oh my god! So okay. it's probably going to keep doing this over and over, right? Yeah, it goes down and then <gasps> it goes up. It goes down and up. This it goes is too down much and up. for me. You know what? It's it's the thing is is like you could just, you just can't look at it. You just you gotta you gotta just like you know take a swallow, take a deep breath. The stock market is not for weenies. You can't just sit around and be like, oh, I can't. You know, I'm gonna cry because it's going down. It's going down. You have to cry. just you just have to have strength. You have to have courage. You just have to have gold. Just oh, there you go. You just have to have and then gold. You know you're and, gonna be okay. And you just have to have coffee, like our delicious founding flavors coffee. The quick word That's from right. our sponsors. Take a look and a listen at ap4libertyshop.com. Stop drinking coffee from corporations that hate you. Try some founding flavors instead. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's Friday, Freedom Family Friday, which means lovely Stephanie Peterson joining us today. What's I feel up, like Steffi? I need my theme song to be that, who's that beautiful girl? Who's that beautiful girl? You should like, girl? play that every time I come on and I'll be like wearing a tiara. For sure. We want to remind our listeners that the uh, Austin Peterson and Stephanie Peterson's coffee business is open. We're ready for you guys to get your orders in there today. And now's a great time to make a big fat order for the holidays because Think about all of the opportunities you're going to have to run into people that you like and love and going to parties with the holidays. Mm-hmm. November is here. You're going to Thanksgiving. You're going to Christmas. Now you're going to holiday parties with the, the boss. What a great gift to give to the maybe you've got businesses that you do business with and you want to give them a gift for being a good customer mm-hmm. that you're a client gift. If they love America and they love freedom, give them a bag of Founding Flavors coffee at ap4libertyshop.com. If you haven't tried it yet, well, try one bag today. If you don't like it, I'll buy it back from you, right? You know, try a cup. 
you're like, Austin, this is terrible. This tastes like monkey pee. Send it back to me, okay? And I'll give you your money back. I know you're gonna love it, and I know you're gonna wanna buy more. If you've already tried it and you love it, get yourself set up with a subscription today. I'd love it if you would get yourself set up for like a two week, one month, two month, three month subscription. Have it keep, keep you know, keep the founding flavors coming. That way, if you do have extra bags, like you're not gonna not make use of them. You may not drink them yourself, but say to yourself, wouldn't this make a really good gift for my boss or my employee or for, you know, my my kid's teacher, for example? I mean, think about all the people in your life that if you want to show them a little appreciation for, a bag of coffee is a great gift. Wouldn't you agree, Steph? Oh, absolutely. There's at least one person in your life who likes some sort of coffee. And mm -hmm. even if they don't like caffeine, they like decaf. So mm -hmm. you can give them uh, Liberty Lullaby, Betsy's Liberty Lullaby. Yep. That's decaf. Yep, for sure. So everybody's talking about investing. Stephanie, we made our sale. We did. We, did. And we made good money. We good made good decisions. Yes, yes. Good decisions. Yes. So last night I bought uh, Apple when that yeah, bad news that it had crashed because they said so their sales were down. So uh, I bought um, 125 shares of Apple. Wow. Uh, I made a I made a twenty two thousand dollar bet essentially. It's uh, a lot of money. It was a lot of money uh, that I uh, that I put on the line there. But uh, then this morning, um, a, we cashed it in. We made a four hundred dollar profit. Yeah. Don't spend it all in one place now. Who's that wonderful boy? Could he be a better investor? <laughs> I hear words that you use. That's cute. Yes. Could he be a better investor? <laughs> Uh, and like, you know, part of that's going to be me taking you out to breakfast after this, of course. Thank you. Because I love my wife. Aww. Fridays, I like to take Steffi out for breakfast. And I get to use it as a write-off as a business expense because, you know, we did the show together and then we're going to talk business after that at the shop. That's so. right. All right. We so. seriously love working on the business together. That's mm -hmm. no joke. I mean, I'm sure all of you at home are like, yeah, I hate working. Mm -hmm. We literally look forward to weekends when we can work on the business together. Yep, for sure. CJ824, she agrees with us about the coffee. She says that they would be super cute gifts. Amen. And Joni, she subscribed yesterday. I saw that, Joni. We love you. Thank oh, you, Joni. Joni is so good to us. She is good to us. Thank you, Joni. We appreciate that very much. Brindle Bear says, the boss doesn't get a gift if there isn't a bonus. <laughs> nah, I never used to get my boss a gift. I don't know. Did you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably it depends what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, in mine, it's like I didn't get special perks if I gave my boss a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bellar, our our buddy Richard from New York says, I'm drinking pain as you speak, AP. Nice. Yes. You like that, don't you, Richard? Yummy. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, Blue Tribe comes in here to pee all over our cornflakes. What happened? He says, how much of that $400 is the tax man going to take? You know... Capital gains tax is going to be like, what, 26% or something like that. At least so. we have it for now. Exactly. Whenever I make money from my therapy business, I'm always like, I really like seeing this large chunk of money for now mm -hmm. until I pay my quarterly taxes. Yeah, and then, and then it will not look so pretty. Yeah, exactly. There, there, was, <laughs> there was a month uh, when we were getting this business on its feet uh, in the last year. There was like one month where like we didn't have a whole bunch of advertisers and like a lot of money wasn't coming in from the shop. We weren't making a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. And there was like one month where I did not have money for bills. Mm. And so do you know what I did? Um what did you do? I I spent the whole month trade day trading in the in the stock market. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I ran out of money because uh, we, we still had food on the table. Don't we, worry. We still have food on the table, but like it's just this business is hard. 
and mm-hmm. the, no, there are some days some days when nobody's buying coffee and nobody's buying donald trump brushes mm-hmm. and nobody's buying shirts and nobody's giving rumble rants nudge nudge wink wink and right. nobody's like monthly subscribing or what have you so i traded my salary that month mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, I mean, I know for a man, it's so important to be a provider. And yes. it really is a turn on for me to see you just trying so hard to provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that really is kind of hot to see. As men, we kind of like are we are sort of tied up like in our like careers and our ability, mm-hmm. our, our mm-hmm. ego. It's tied up in our ego, right? Our ability to provide. Yeah, but even so- if I don't, I don't care that much, really. But mm-hmm. Still, I'm like, wow, that's a really cool quality about you. You're Mm -hmm. such a go-getter. And a lot of men are not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I was with a man who just like sat on the couch and like was like, oh, I'm looking for a job, I'm looking for money, but wasn't actually being proactive, I probably would be kind of turned off by that. Not going to lie. Right. So I turn you on, huh? Yes. Yes. In those ways. That's how you, you show to be a strong alpha man. There you go. Uh, Show me. <laughs> uh, a few jokes that I think I'm gonna hold back on. I don't often bite my tongue, but I think I'm gonna hold back on some of these things at the tip of my tongue at the moment. Okay. Diction, diction is done with the tip of the tongue and the teeth and the lips. Uh, <laughs> click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday. Don't forget, you can send us a text message today at five seven three three one nine one five eight six. That's five seven three. 3191586 Andy Opperman is uh, joining a new faith a new religion it's called Adonatology it's really? a it's a religion where followers worship big curvy women's butts Adonis you actually would I think it's that's what it's from You would praise Adonis so Adonis can be a woman I thought it's only a handsome guy Well you could well listen I mean, if you're talking about if you're talking about handsome guys with big old handsome beautiful butts then look no further again that's right you. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, all right, let's continue on with the the news. People are probably tired of hearing this stuff. We're talking about poor speech etiquette. Uh, seven rude phrases that you can correct. Mm-hmm. This is something I am guilty of. Right in recent years, you just said it. <laughs> it's become normalized for this pushy rhetorical nudge to follow questions, especially in interviews. Right, but it's a bit of filler, and it also feels like a manipulative insistence upon agreement. Say it one more time. Okay, if uh. So do you think, so you think I'm handsome, right? Right. Right, right. So I'm, I'm basically... In, what if I said wrong? I guess I could have answered you it could, that way. You could, but I'm almost, I'm insisting that you agree with me when I say that, right? So I'm leading you down the path, right? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what I want you to believe, right? Right. And I'm saying this because I want to get you nodding and I want oh to get gosh. your agreement. I almost want you to say something that's false so that I can think about saying right. All right. I don't have a juicy, beautiful butt, right? no that's that's wrong <laughs> see it's like you feel that cognitive dissonance inside your head where you're like i don't want to say right i don't want to say right but your brain is saying but he said right you have to say right exactly that's oh. and it's a manip- it's a manipulation tactic mm-hmm. it's a manipulation tactic mm-hmm. and, and it works you manipulated me recently on Uh-oh. purpose and you showed me this trick gosh i forgot about it we were at the dinner table and it was so cool how you like oh yes it was a great manipulation and oh, i did yes. not catch it okay so this is how i so i was explaining to stephanie about how marxists uh are have taken over society okay you have a great memory thank you using the dialectic Mm because i love this stuff right Mm -hmm. so like how marxists and socialists they have manipulated society to get 
um, us to accept their principles. Uh-huh. And it's because they put, they put, they use these things called Kafka traps. Uh-huh. And it, it, what do they do is they give us the illusion of choice, mm-hmm. right? You have a choice to buy whatever health insurance plan you want from the marketplace, but you don't have a choice because you're buying it all from the marketplace, right? right. So, so they, they trap us into, um, they trap us into decisions mm-hmm. that are a preordained outcome. So you had never seen this before or heard mm-hmm. this before, and it took you a solid five minutes to, un- I was shocked. to understand how, and like, literally I was, I was manipulating you while I was explaining to you about how you are being like manipulated. It was, so, it was like a magic trick. Right. So I had, so I was like, let's play a game. Um, it's, it's going to be a coin to- toss. I'm a, and if I say, we're going to say heads, I win tails, you lose. And I go about, if that's the case, if that's the game about how often do you think you would win? And what did you say? You said, uh, 50% of the time. And then I go, okay, try again. And I, I hadn't even pulled out a coin. Actually, maybe, maybe you could win more of the time and I could win more of the time. And, and then I said, maybe it's 0% of the time. I was like going all over the place with my percentages, probability. Right. And at one point you go, I would win a hundred percent of the time. And I was like, great. I can't wait to play this game. So I, uh, I went and I grabbed a, a, a dime or whatever from the, the coin jar uh-huh. and I came back over and I was like, all right, let's play the game. All right. Heads. I win tails. You lose. I said, call it. And then, and then you go heads and then it flipped and it came heads. And I go, uh, and I go, Oh, great heads. I win. And you're like, wait a minute. And then I go, all right, call it again. Let's play again. And, and you were trying to like understand what was happening, but, but it was too late. We were, we were already playing the game. You had already made the, the choice. You were playing the game. And I go, call it heads or tails. Heads, I win, tails, you lose. And, and you go tails. And then I landed on tails and I go tails, you lose. And then I was like, call it again. And by the third or fourth time, I didn't want any of the options. By the third or fourth time, you realized what I was saying. I had manipulated you by saying, Heads, I win. Tails, you lose. Because they're both heads you lose and tails you lose. But for heads, you said, I win. So I thought that was different than I lose. Right. Yes. This is how we're manipulated. This is how the left, this is how we are manipulated. These are called Kafka traps. Try this with your family at home tonight. This yes. would be fun. Yeah, they are, they, they are fun. So, I mean, a lot of or people. your friends. A lot of people have heard these things. Like, they've heard heads, I win, tails, you lose. It's kind of like a. It, it, it's a pretty common saying like you you've you know most people have heard those kinds of things before i um, just trusted you so much i didn't think you were going to mess with me in that way it's a it's a very <laughs> sophisticated um it's a very sophisticated thing so uh it's a um a kafka trap is to produce a f- kind of free-floating guilt in the subject necessarily right um and i'm looking for this like it's very complicated to try and give you a sort of explanation that people will be able to grasp onto these things but essentially that like you place a burden on the other person and you're being manipulated linguistic tricks people use to deceive and manipulate mm-hmm. right um and just saying right right exactly exactly uh, heads i win tails you lose right 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 so for example one of the things that i that i noticed like there's this uh big um uh, there's this one libertarian that we've been talking about lately, Scott Horton. He's like the big anti-war guy, right? And one of the the fallacies, which is a soft fallacy that he uses, is called a gish gallop. And this is how he uses people to manip. This is how he manipulates people. A gif a gish gallop is a style of argumentation in which somebody asserts as many half truths and falsehoods as possible in a short time span, like machine gun style. 
knowing that their opponent has no way of debunking and refuting every single point that's presented in the time limit giving. Oh, wow. So the gish gallop is about the quantity, not the quality of the arguments. So if I'm like a very fast debate debater, you know, as I am, I could, if I said a whole bunch of things that were either half truths or complete and total truths, you won't have time to debunk every single one. Right. Oh. And so that's called a gish gallop. Right. And these are, these are ways that, you know, you know, people use to manipulate people. Right. Mm -hmm. So heads, I win tails, you lose. Do you think the person talking really knows that what they're saying is not true? Or do you think Sometimes. they believe it? Some, a lot of people have convinced themselves that yeah. what they believe is true. Other people are um, bullshit artists, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're, they know that what they're saying is a lie and they are deliberately manipulating other people. Politicians do this all the time. They do this all the time. They, a gish gallop is a very effective way. of You overwhelm someone with information and yeah. knowing that, it, it one, it makes you sound like you're hyper-intelligent. And because people can't, sit down or fact check you there immediately mm -hmm. you don't get called out on it so it's like oh well i you know i'm brilliant because you couldn't refute what i said you couldn't refute so you must be wrong well no you just said 20 bullshit lies and then one half truth and then you focused on the half truth and then you move the goalposts away from the half truth to point to the partial point of the truth versus the other half that you completely you know, lied by omission because you didn't include all this information mm. uh that's that's also a part of this so it's a lie by omission so being manipulated is is very easy. It's easy to be manipulated. Oh, so it's easy. very easy to manipulate. Um, so you have to uh, you have to learn these these tricks and rules that are being used against you. Andy Opperman says, "Heads I win, tails you lose." Uh, also knows your standard terms of and conditions you sign for everything these days. Very true. Yes, when you sign your name to any document, mm -hmm. you're losing. Yep, for sure. Um, Stephanie, we've got about, oh, let's see, 12 minutes left. Um, what do we want to, what do we want to end on today? We didn't get to a lot of our topics. Oh, oh you know what we should do? The birds? You know, we're not going to get to the birds, but you know what? One little, one last little topic before, huh? actually we'll do two little topics. About okay. Millennial socks? No, we're oh. going to talk, uh, we've got. I am wearing ankle socks and I just want to say that that is a millennial trait. Apparently mm. I learned that Gen Z. Yeah, the Gen Z. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the new generation. They apparently wear high socks. So that's how you can tell. Mm -hmm. I wear low ones, but the young kids wear the high ones. Yep. I'm going to put a picture or video up on the screen, and I want our audience members to answer this question, specifically the men. I'd like to hear their thoughts. Oh, uh, I love it. Okay, here we go. All right. So so I tell you what, I, I know we've done this before, and it seems like, you know, a little thing, but I'm going to tell you what we're going to do today. We've got like two or three more awesome topics. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for all of them. Like we literally really only have like six minutes left. Okay, okay. If you want us to continue today, we'd like to ask you to send in Rumble Rants. Oh. And we'd like to try and raise $50 in, I don't know that we can do it, in 10 minutes. Okay. So we'll stay an extra 30 minutes if we'll we raise money. We'll stay an extra money. 30 minutes. Okay. So okay. If we extra can, $50 So raised. we've got 10 minutes. Okay. Probably, I don't know if they if it's going to happen. That's kind of a right. tight timeline. So I'll say for the next, we're going to go for at least 10 minutes. Mm. We're going to try and finish as strong as we can. If somebody donates $50, we'll stick around another 30 minutes. We'll do the other topics. Racist bird names. Mm -hmm. This next one that I'm going to show you, which I think you definitely are going to want to spend some time talking about. Mm, yeah, yeah. But it's up to you. No. It's up to you. Like, you know, so it's up to you. If you if you make a, at least $50 worth of Rumble Rants, we'll stick around another 30 minutes. 
we'll give you a little bit of extra time with me and Steffi today. So, all right, ready to go? Ready. All right, there you go. All right. Show so us the lady. Let's show the lady. Here we go. So the men out there, take a look at this. Do you find this attractive? Do, do men actually find muscular women like this? Why are you laughing, Stephanie? Why are you I laughing? I know what I find attractive. Okay. Do men actually find muscular women like this attractive? Send us a text, 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. You can text it in or you can drop it in the chat. Stephanie, when you saw this video yesterday oh. or this morning, mm -hmm. you had a lot to say about it, okay? You I had did. a lot of thoughts about this. Um, Richard has already weighed in, and he says... What does Richard think? He says, no. He does not think <laughs> that woman is attractive. He does not find muscular women that are built like this to be attractive. Okay, okay. so we've got our first response. So, Stephanie, take it away. I don't find her to be attractive either. Um, what I find to be attractive is generally slender women... With just like average characteristics, not too huge chest, not too huge. Oh my God, was that music playing? Yeah, sorry. Oh, not too huge, but not like Kardashian, mm -hmm. but just generally slender, average proportions, maybe a little bit of extra fat, not too skinny. Because when you see the bones, that's not, that's not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, average. Um, so for me, that woman looks like a man. Mm -hmm. He look like a man. He look like a man. He look like a man. Uh, um, and for me personally, like when I work out, you can't see my arms very well right now, but when I work out, usually I do get big, mm -hmm. my legs get big, my arms get big. And I actually had somebody ask me once in my sister's wedding photos, cause I was working out a lot during that time, weightlifting. Someone was like, Oh, did you gain weight? And I was like, no, that's muscle. Okay. I want to let you continue. I do have to say Andy Opperman dropped $20 in the ranch. Thank you. For those who are like, I can't make a donation through the Rumble uh -huh. app on my phone, uh, you can make at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. So people can't make rants on their phone? They can't make rants on their phone, apparently, which kind of sucks. Can. I uh, think I can. Uh, see. I'm not sure. I thought I had it I on my app. I dollar sign. Can you? But, uh, Hold on. Let's take a look. We've only got, we don't want to, we've only we'll got just, seven. Like, give ourselves money or something. <laughs> we've only got seven more minutes left to go. Um, <laughs> if we raise 30 more dollars, we're going to stick around an extra 30 minutes, as we promised. Um, yes, Camelia, I know it doesn't matter what women think is attractive in women. It does matter. It does. I don't see Because we compete a, with a each other. Matter. So we're the ones that tell each other how we should look, yes, ultimately. Women set women's uh, body and beauty <laughs> well, standards, in my example, opinion. For example, there's this girl named Eugenia Cooney. She's this YouTuber who is extremely anorexic. Mm -hmm. And she is literally stickly skinny to the point of death. Mm -hmm. And like there are people that think she's attractive, but it's like that is just... Ooh, mm -hmm. too gross. I don't even think any man would want that person. So we're talking about right now whether or not, um, and we're specifically asking men, although women can have an opinion as well, is uh, do men actually find muscular women like this mm -hmm. attractive? Do men, and Stephanie's had her say, and now it's going to be my time to yeah. make a say. Just a, a real brief update for those who are asking. So you can make a one-time donation mm -hmm. at our website, wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Mm -hmm. You can go there at the very top of all of the monthly support levels. You can do just like a one-time thing. So if you go there now and you did, if somebody donated $30 over there right now, then that would be the 50 and we would keep the show going for another 30 minutes. 
Otherwise, we're going to end it here in about six minutes. So here's my take because we've got so we've got more great stories. Um, so here's my take on this. Uh, I do not find that attractive. Okay? okay, and it's not because I find it intimidating. I don't give a crap. Like I'm like I, I'm not afraid of of a muscle bound woman beating me up. It's not to say that it couldn't happen. But I don't sit around at night like having nightmares about muscle bound, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of men who would find it attractive. I do not. I prefer a woman who looks less like a man right. than like a woman uh, that if she's strong, great. You know, if she's got, you know, she's got a nice body, fine. That's good. But if it's like almost like her muscles are like bulging out like this and she's got a whole six pack and stuff, I would just say it's not my bag, baby. Right. So like, here's the thing. You can't help how you feel. And I'm not saying all men feel this way, but I think it's probably a majority of men feel that way. That, you know, they, they, we like what we see on the cover of Maxim magazine. Okay. Mm -hmm. We like what we see on, uh, you know, and what, what kind of women are they putting on there? Like Carmen Electra in the 90s and, and Jenny McCarthy, mm -hmm. where they look more, they're, they're fit, they're strong, but they're also feminine. There's, there's a softness to them. Yeah. Like I, I like the softness that comes with a female's appearance. Mm -hmm. And this to me strikes me as like, like she's going to get angry. You know what I mean? Rawr, Hulk smash, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the thing that actually shocked me, I realized this a few years ago is that men actually do not really want that skinny of women. Men like a like little bit skinny. of a little curve, extra, just a little yeah, curve, a little bit of extra love. Well, like women are supposed to have a little uh -huh. body fat. Women are it supposed shows to... that you're fertile. It right. shows that you can carry a baby yeah. if you've got nice wide hips. I've I've been told before I have childbearing mm -hmm. hips, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I find that to be a compliment. Actually, this got people so mad though mm -hmm. last night. This got people so angry. They're like, "Oh, I just, uh, you know, I um." you know, this is men or who are intimidated and yeah, all this like stuff. What right? were the comments saying? Were they saying oh, mostly, God. yes, we like this? Or yeah. were they saying mostly no? I, okay. I love it, right? So she's pretty, has no tattoos, has deferred oh, yeah. gratification skills okay. and work ethic. At least she doesn't have an eating disorder. I talked to her. That's fine. Yeah, I totally agree. Pretty I love this I'm one, though. I'm sure it shows a lot of positive qualities in her, the fact that she looks that way. But look at this, Stephanie. Look, liberal people like, look, look. She's got the man up there on the fence. And oh, she's my God. Like Where the woman up. actually lifts the man. Yeah, exactly. I could not carry you, Austin. I could I know. There's a really <laughs> funny, there's a funny Louis Theroux um, uh, uh, documentary. If you've never seen it, it's awesome. You remember Louis Theroux we used to watch? He's the British uh, guy with the, the BBC. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he had a, um, he had a, a show where he went around, did around female bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. And he would go around and, and interview the men who were into female bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely like a, uh, there is a, like a fetish that some men have. Oh, right? absolutely. And I think men in the bodybuilding community might be more attracted mm -hmm. to this because yeah. that's typically who you find at the gym mm -hmm. in the weightlifting section is these women that have pretty large muscles. Yes. And she's like, she's a pretty woman, right? Mm -hmm. And she like, you know, she's, she's obviously you know, feminine, like she's not like, you know, hyper-masculine, mm -hmm. but like she didn't have like breasts, I would probably think looking at that body, I would think that was a man. Right. So you didn't look at her face or her hair. Yeah, because right? a lot of those bodybuilding women, their chests are very small. Right. I don't know if it's because they're taking testosterone or something. Right. So their chest just gets really tiny. I love it. Yeah, um, honestly, we're just thinking about all the time we're going to have to uh, save not having to open jars for them. <laughs> And then they're making fun of these guys. She's way too muscular, big old fat guy right there. Stuff like that. Good point. Oh good point. Goodness. Right. But I mean, yeah, I mean, some men love women that are very overweight. Yes. I mean, there's that. 
yeah. of attraction. Right. And I mean, here's a good point. Somebody says, in general, for me, no, but she's definitely attractive. I can think of a few like Gina Carano, too. Gina Carano, for she sure. Does, yes. Doesn't she have that like physique she does she does like she's been she's like a pretty strong powerful woman she was in mma and she did a lot of that stuff so actually i think uh gina carano is a, a good example of that it's so tough because it's like me as a woman i like to be in shape but it's like i don't want to look like that so i have to find some sort of a balance where i can stay lean but yet be strong mm -hmm. and that's hard for certain body types if your body just naturally blows up when you lift weights it's like what do you do okay <laughs> well here's the thing so we didn't hit the uh 50 however okay. however studio did just do a 10 time ten dollar one time donation oh so thirty dollars total we got but however yeah. however my buddy richard yeah it, who i know is good for it says for some reason my payment won't go through ap i'll have to owe you a hundred bucks until i figure out the problem so here's what we're gonna do oh my god a hundred that's a lot of money we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna trust richard because of course he's our friend and i believe him thank you richard we're gonna go an extra and andy. 30 minutes and, and, and andy and studio said studio also gave money thank you guys thank you guys so we're gonna uh we're gonna just believe richard uh and, and i'm yeah. sure and i'm sure he will i mean we got 30 dollars anyway yeah so for sure we, we appreciate that there. so let's give him an extra 30 minutes however just very briefly we are going to take a real brief little commercial break just for a couple of minutes so we can get some water, go to the bathroom. We'll be right back for another 30 minutes. Extended Wake Up America show. We got lots more great content. Birds are racist. We didn't finish with the uh, list of rude phrases. Huh? We've got at what age are our brains adult? Why do our dog's feet smell like Fritos? Um, the Frito convo. I know. I think Quest Fanning was wondering about that. We've got it all. Yes. When we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Who's that wonderful girl? of time a year might seem like a mere moment but <laughs> good morning Did rise and start what yeah we're, we're back oh. yes <laughs> rise and freedom i'm austin peterson you're watching and listening to the wake up america show at wakeupamericashow.com love to see you hey levin 214 thank you so much for that rumble rant levin how much did levin give us 50 bucks you guys are crazy you rock people, we appreciate people. you you're just too nice. You're Thank awesome. You. Thank you guys for being so generous this morning here to help us to support the show and help us to grow. Our small business is definitely taking off. This last month, mm -hmm. we have really been seeing incredible growth, especially at the shop. Yeah. I was actually just talking to you about that last night. I mean, we're also having some natural growth, which mm -hmm. is very interesting, probably just because we've been around, our websites have been around now for mm -hmm. a while. And so people are finding us in Google searches, mm -hmm. on Amazon, also on Public Square. So we have these natural methods of bringing people in and we don't necessarily have to put in as much effort to advertise anymore even. Right, although we still will put in effort yes. to advertise. But like what we've noticed is that because I've worked so hard to get our shop on Amazon, on um, eBay, on Google, on uh, Public Square, mm -hmm. uh, uh, basically uh, on Instagram, Facebook shop, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that people can buy from so many different places that like we would sometimes get some sales directly at the shop, but now it's like, we got a sale on Amazon this morning. 
Yesterday we had like six or seven sales and it was like some were from public square, some were from Google searches, some one was from Instagram and stuff. So it's like, because we've worked so hard to build it up and it's been like, you know, a year now, it's been oh, a little over a year now we've mm -hmm. been running the shop. We're finally starting to get like search traffic and things that are coming in. We're really excited about the future of not just the store because the store helps us to fund the show. Yeah. And then since we're also raising money through the show, like the, the end, our business is really actually starting to grow and it's super exciting. And we're very thankful for you, you know, because, nice. because we have dreams, we have goals, we have plans. You know, we, I, I would love to, to give, and I've heard her, she's heard me say this. I'd love to have Camelia have her own show, mm -hmm. right? I'd love to be able to afford something like that. Right. But if you really want to be pulling off those kinds of stuff, you got to be doing You got to be making a lot of money. That's just the reality, right? You, you don't necessarily have to make Tim pool money, but you got to be making, you know, at least tens of thousands of dollars a month in order to bankroll those kinds of projects, mm -hmm. things like documentaries, which I'm looking at getting a documentary out before the election next year about the Battle of Athens. And we've had support from people for that. Thank you very much. Yes. Especially Andy Opperman, who's been a big, major, crucial player in all of this. We got to give it up for Andy because oh, Andy's he's a big, so huge supporter. And our friends like Levin214 and Studio314, Camellia has been a monthly subscriber since we started. Maybe. So. So I appreciate you all very much um, for being a supporter and for, you know, helping to contribute. All right. Now, you 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 paid for us for the content. Let's get to the content. Yes. Let's finish the, the conversation we were having just a minute ago about the question of whether or not you find muscular women attractive. Mm -hmm. I particularly don't. I don't denigrate people's choices for that, but I prefer a woman to look like a woman and not feel like she looks like a man. That's mm -hmm. not to say, listen, there. I think it's a good point to say that if you are that strong as a woman, that you're at least you don't have an eating disorder one and two sure. you show that you have like a delayed time preference right you you, you delay gratification mm -hmm. right you're willing to like forego discipline discipline yeah. absolutely and those are good qualities and healthy qualities so i don't want to denigrate it i just want to say that like it's not my thing you mm -hmm. know it's not my thing so right. i would be yeah. you can still have all those things and not look like a bodybuilder you can yep. be self-disciplined because to be lean, you still got to eat pretty good mm -hmm. and exercise. Yep. Just not lift super huge weights. Yep, for sure. So um, not sure. Some people are asking about Rumble Rants or having some trouble making Rumble Rant donations. Oh, it's okay. Just remember that okay. you just remember you can go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support. And I know that it's... Um, it's not necessarily as easy as it is over to do it over in a rumble rant, but let me just kind of show you real quick, like what the little, uh, the difference is and like, you can do monthly support levels, but also I think, um, yeah, there should be at the very top. Here it is just briefly. And then we'll get back to content guys. You can see when you come over to the support page, let's make sure it's pulled up. There it is. Show.com slash support. Right, right. You can click on the little hamburger menu and then click on support come down and then it says one time donation. So right here, you just click donate. And then that'll take you to the form that it'll ask you to fill out to donate to the show any amount that you want. And you should be able to check out there on square. And the reason I did that just again, I'll get off this real quick. The reason I set that up is because I want to become cancel proof because like, right, we saw what happened on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. So like monthly support and donations there, you get the most bang for your buck over there. So anyways, okay, so back to the stories. Let's finish um, our topic earlier. We were talking about poor speech etiquette that um, and seven rude phrases. Mm -hmm. We'll figure out, well, figure out a way. 
Well, figure out a way. Right. This is a conversation. I mean, that's really insensitive. Mm -hmm. Right. Somebody's like, I don't know how to do that. What do I do? And you're like, well, figure out a way. Right. Right. So if you're a boss, it's important to delegate. Right. And leadership demands that if an employee needs help, your job is to help work through it, not insult Mm -hmm. them. Okay. So like try warmer language, right. And an open approach. Not everybody's in a leadership role, but if somebody comes to you with a real question of like, I don't know how to do this or I can't fix this. You don't just say, well, figure out a way. I think a lot of women say that to their husbands mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, because they don't know how to do it themselves. And they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you you figure it out, right? Right. 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 And that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll save you a lot of time and energy if you just tell the person clearly what, what you want, how to do it. Here's and if a, you don't know how to do it, just say, I don't know. Right. Here's another one. So I used this phrase the other day when they blew up that Hamas commander at the uh, refugee camp. It is what it is. Yes. What's so funny is that in therapy, actually, we use that as a mantra a lot. It is what it is, because I teach my clients a lot about acceptance. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is so important. And so in order to remind yourself about accepting things that are outside of your control, you say it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that can actually calm you sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think it can come across as insensitive if someone's just like, oh, my God, my heart is aching. You know, my life is crumbling. And you're just like, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's like, no, no, no. It's a little too early to say that. Well, it's kind of like so last (laughs) last night in the debate with with Dave Smith, like I made this point where I'm talking because he's like, he's like, outrage, babies killed. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's crimes, war crimes against humanity. So I'm like, you know, Dave, I don't have an infinite amount of emotional energy to expend mm-hmm. on every conflict that happens around the world. I can't possibly s- sit around and cry in my beer over absolutely every pain and suffering mm-hmm. item that comes around here. At some point, it is what it is. I know. It, it, is it, it triggered what, a lot of people. Oh, it triggers people. That. It triggers a lot of people because they're all jerking off at night, like to the mm-hmm. dead babies, on, you know, on, watching them online. And it's kind of like, you know, please stop masturbating to the dead babies online and please start mm-hmm. to to consider that withholding an emotional response from something might be the best the best way to react to something and to look at something for what it is and to try and judge it based on the actual scenario it is rather than the emotional response that you have to it which i see is kind of like a liberal female thing mm-hmm. right is to say it is what it is you know you it's it's been done we can't change it maybe we can do better in the future so things could have been done better we can analyze it but at the end of the day it is what it is. It's like saying que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Whatever will be, will I be. I feel like it's almost a, a stoic. Yes. A stoic phrase. But it's like, you know, leftists especially, like they want us to be freaking out about every single thing around the world. It's like, oh my God, you got to stop the colon- the colonizers, yes. the colonization, and we got to tear down statues. And jo- there's a Thomas Jefferson sign. I'm so triggered. They're triggered by absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. I don't have an infinite amount of emotional energy to give to everybody at any point in time. It's like, oh, because here's the thing. It's like welfare. If you start, if you give it to everybody, everybody, they're only going to want more. And people out there, they're emotional vampires. Oh, yeah. And they will. And so I actually like the phrase, it is what it is. This, oh, this article, too. this article is like denigrating it, but I love it when I love it when, when I can just say, it is what it is. It is what it is. I can't change it. Yeah. And you come to me and to, and you engage in what I call emotional blackmail. Mm-hmm. And we know what I say. And the best thing to say, it is what it is. I, re- right. I refuse to be emotionally blackmailed. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, like, it's like, you're a bad person and you should feel guilty because you don't feel guilty about this. You should feel guilty that you don't feel guilty. Well, you. 
I don't yeah. feel guilty about every crime that is perpetrated by other people You're on this planet. You're able to emotionally regulate better than them. You have a higher EQ, I to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, that really is a healthy way of thinking. It you, is. You are accepting. It's called acceptance and commitment therapy. It's accepting what is and committing to try to do your best despite what's outside of your control. Exactly. I can't control it, right? right. I, have a, I have an opinion on things, but the, my opinions are not based on... Ooh, dead babies. Oh, my opinions are based on what is logical, what is moral, what is ethical, mm -hmm. what is realistic, what is pragmatic, what is possible, right? What why are actors acting in this way, this way or that way? Like what, what you know, people acting in their own self-defense, some people acting in, in aggressive. Can we actually boil this down? Not be like the atrocities, the war crimes. It's like, shut up, bitch. Like, can you actually have a, an a, a argument about this and understand why people are acting in this kind of way? And then once you've done that, can you then take a big v picture view of it and say, okay, at the end of the day, this is my analysis for such. And it either th is this or that, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. That's it right. is what it is. We can't deny reality. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. We're doing a little bit of overtime today. Yeah. OT. OT. We're in overtime. Thanks to our friends who have donated to us, Special Event 214, Studio 314. Um, Andy Opperman. Andy Opperman. And, and possibly Richard. And possibly Richard and Quest Fanning. And, and I, yeah, yes. I think R Richard has given us an IOU. So thank you, Richard. For all of your support of the Wake Up America show, you can also support the show for free just by clicking that like button and subscribe to the channel so you can come back and join us, especially our new friend CJ824. She says, along the same lines, we like Tony from The Sopranos. What are you going to do, eh? Oh, we love The Sopranos. <laughs> and had me watch that. And oh, I love that show. What are you going to do, eh? That's right. Anti-Italian discrimination. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Capiche? Capiche, capiche. All right. Get the gabagool. The gabagool. Um, next topic. Next topic. Oh, since we, let's see, we got 15 minutes. So, talk about the birds. Mm, you know what? Oh, yeah, we're almost done with the speech etiquette. Okay. Um, obviously. Oh, and the dog paws. We're going to get there, too. What topics do you all want to hear? Okay, so I'll let you vote. Do you want to hear about racist birds, or do you want to hear why your dog's feet smell like Fritos? Vote in the chat, okay? Send us a vote uh, in the chat. Tell us, do you want us to talk about dog feet smelling like corn chips, or would you like to hear about racist birds? Drop that in the chat, and we would be very grateful. Okay, so let, well, let's finish our rude phrases. Yeah. Obviously. The word subtly or not so subtly conveys that anyone disagreeing with the speaker is wrong. Even if you don't realize it, using it can make you seem arrogant. Oh, this is the word I've never obviously. cared about seeming arrogant. <laughs> obviously. Oh, yes. And I think a lot of people accuse you of that. They do. They do. But yes. that's because they like, here's the thing. I don't give a shit. Because like I read. It a, is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> so, so the thing is. I've read Ayn Rand, okay, and uh -huh. I agree with Ayn Rand in her views of the ego. And I actually think that like humility, like this, like this desire to be humble. And I know this goes against the grain of what most people are in society, but I don't care. It is what it is. I think most people like. I think humility is, and this is Nietzsche, pure Nietzsche. That is like this the morality of the slave, mm -hmm. being humble. I and it's it's a Christian morality, right? A humility, being like to be like Jesus, right? You're, I'm, 
You're so, humble naturally. I feel guilty not to. You be. are. You yes. are humble naturally. I am naturally not humble, and I also don't make apologies for it. And mm -hmm. I don't. And I, what I see as what some people call <laughs> arrogance, I just call strength. Uh -huh. Right. I'm, I'm confident and I'm, I, I am self-aware, yeah. right. I, and I am capable of self-reflection. Uh -huh. So I'm not a narcissist because I'm not, I don't, I don't engage in solipsism, right. I don't think I'm the only person on the planet and I don't care about other people, but myself, that's right. not what I am. Right. But yes, I am egotistical because I see the ego as a good thing. I, I, Ayn Rand's novel, Atlas Shrugged is a, oh, I love that book. Uh, is it's all about is all about not making apologies for who you are, not being humble about your accomplishments, being proud. Remember, at the end, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read Atlas Shrugged yet, but spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Atlas Shrugged the movie or who have not read the book. At the end, all of the great people of society are tired of of um, having their their wealth and their their wealth uh, taken away from them, re redistributed, and having their names besmirched for doing great things and giving great things to society, whether trains or steel or technology or, or music, for example. All of the great men and women of society get tired of being set upon by the parasites of society, and so they decide to walk away. And, they, and so they stop the motor of the world because all of the people in society who are keeping everybody else afloat, right, the Elon Musks of the world, for example, they decide, all right, we're done. We're tired of having uh, our resources leached and our good names be smirched by the parasite class. So they go to Galt's Gulch and they leave society and they go start a new society mm -hmm. away from it. And then regular society collapses because everybody else was just living parasitically upon those who were the productive class. Yes, exactly. Maybe we should do that. But that's, that's ego. Mm -hmm. That's... I mean, you might call it even hubris, which is a negative term, mm. but that but that's because the United States and the world, the Western world, has been um, taken over by the philosophy and the teachings of Jesus, mm -hmm. which is you know, blessed are are ye, ye that you know, like the come you know, come to me as little well, children. It's, it's and about lifting your fellow humility. man up, right? It's, it's like a, you should it's care about, about that. Yeah, it's about self sacrifice mm. and humility is a very that's a big Christian virtue. Mm. So it's very difficult, especially for Christians, even Christians who might agree with me chafe at my ego mm -hmm. but that's because i've rejected that for that part of christian morality mm -hmm. which demands humility demand which i see is actually i see that as a i see that as the morality of the slave yeah interesting it makes sense so mm -hmm. so the word then is obviously mm -hmm. if you say something like obviously mm -hmm. it almost makes the other person feel stupid mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as if they don't know as much as you Yep, I'm seeing some votes for dog feet Fritos, some racist <laughs> birds. We got to count it up. How uh, many birds aren't they... real. I'd rather talk about Sparta. It looks like we're about uh, even on birds versus dog Frito feet. So you guys are going to probably leave that to us to make that determination okay, about what okay. we're going to talk about. Maybe okay. we can talk about both. We're not going to have time to talk okay. about both. We're not going to have time to talk about both. But All let's right. finish this This one. Obviously, is something that you could say like that it makes you seem arrogant. Mm -hmm. Fine, obviously. Um, and then number seven, if you want my honest opinion, that's another one, like a real phrase. If you want opinion. my honest opinion, right? First Shouldn't of all, your opinion, be honest to well, begin with. Yes, exact. Good point, Stephanie. Good point. At least mine usually is. If you want my honest opinion, mm. right? Being my honest opinion. Okay. So that's, that's uh, a rude statement. Hmm. And so, uh, here's the, the thing is, or I, I was just joking. I was just joking. I was just joking. 
right? Oh. So first of all, did somebody actually ask for opinion? Because I honestly, I don't, I don't like when somebody gives me their opinion and I haven't yes. asked for it. Yes. Like if somebody, yeah, if somebody's asking me for advice, then I probably would say, okay, well, if you want my honest opinion, mm-hmm. here's what I would, almost prefacing it as like, don't get mad at me. You're asking for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I say it because mm-hmm. I just want them to know like, this is, this is going to be tough love here. Mm-hmm. So listen. <laughs> okay. And the, it's an I'm joking thing. I just said that to my mom the other day, but it's because I'm really bad at at telling jokes without telling people I'm telling jokes. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for like joking without revealing myself. Right. So that's why I'm always like, I was just joking. But so, I'm serious. So, like I really was just joking. So people want <laughs> help, support, and solutions saying maybe instead of offering your honest opinion is a perfectly fine preference, preference, excuse me, preface. Saying sorry if a rude comment falls flat is more productive than saying, oh, I was just joking. Oh, so if you offend somebody, then you say, I was just joking. Instead, okay, of, saying, okay. instead of saying, I was just joking, just say sorry. Oh, I say sorry all the time. Yes, just say sorry, right? Don't say too much. Yeah, don't say that. That's going to show your insecurities. Exactly. Don't do that. And don't say just. I'm adding a word to this there list. You go. Don't go say ahead. just. When you say, I just think that, no, 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 just shows that you're insecure. Mm-hmm. Take that out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hit the next topic because we've got seven minutes to go and it's a fun topic. Stephanie, we're going to go ahead and make the decision on this one. Why do our dog's feet smell like Fritos? Stephanie, our dog, we have two French bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Tell the audience in case they don't know. So we have two dogs. We have George. He's British. (laughs) Name is George. And he has a floating eyeball. Mm -hmm. And then we have Calvin. And uh, he's also a Frenchie. Mm -hmm. Hello, my name is Calvin. Mm -hmm. So you might recognize their voices from our commercial. And their feet smell smell like like Fritos and and Austin and I we do bathe them regularly. Austin clips their, their nails. Yes, we have special paw wipes, also paw butter that we have. We nose use paw butter, butter yes. on them. We keep them the nice and moist. And also we use the special. Um, I I call it itchy mousse, mm-hmm. but it's antibacterial mousse for their feet when mm-hmm. they're licking their feet, and so we even put that on there. So their feet still smell like. Burrito. Yeah, no clue. No clue. Well, animal experts are sharing why dogs shouldn't be shamed if their paws smell like Fritos corn chips. Dr. Amy Stone, a doctor of veterinary medicine, says dogs have normal levels of bacteria and yeast on their feet mm-hmm. that leads to the Fritos smell. Ooh, so the familiar Fritos scent typically comes from a pseudominous bacteria and yeast and it's nothing to howl about dog owners should not attempt to get rid of the smell dogs are not supposed to smell like roses or lavender they appreciate the aroma of their own skin so other pooch pundits agree dr amy atlas founder of city pets says dogs want to smell like dogs you don't want to mask the odor or add something to it dog owners who find the smell repugnant Ah, all these dog terms should keep some puns yeah should keep some distance from their pup's paws and use unscented wipes and soaps specially formulated for dogs. So if the paws start to smell like wet socks or moldy cheese, (laughs) that's different because those scents indicate that the bacteria has developed to a level that needs attention. So check their paws frequently. Doctor says, make a habit of doing a foot check at least twice a week 
Joni Styles says dog shaming. Well, well. Aww, we're dog shaming. We yeah. don't do anything to deserve that. They don't shame us. Symptoms to keep an eye out for include redness, bumps, hair loss, swelling, pain, and licking of paws, which we are. Uh, our dogs have allergies, so mm -hmm. they always have like redness on their paws, especially when the grass is really green and they're mm -hmm. running outside. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not really bothered by the Frito smell. Are you? Sometimes, yeah, but I didn't know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So Elizabeth Fanning Press says yeast infection from licking. Talk to a, a vet. It can be an imbalance. Yes, it can sure, be. It can sure. be. So you just gotta, um, you just gotta keep an eye on it. Yeah, Another... we do try to limit the licking. We have like this little uh, blow up cone yes. that our dogs wear when they're licking a lot, and yes. it really helps. And here's the thing: this was this didn't influence my decision to talk about this topic. Although mm -hmm. we did get this text message, mm -hmm. somebody says, "I'll give you ten bucks if you talk about dogs and corn chips." Aww. I want to get some free time. So thank you. That was our friend from earlier who. Um, uh, or oh, somebody who's texted me actually before. So oh, thank you. So for thanks, that thanks suggestion. for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for that. And we did talk about it. So I'd love it if you'd make a, a generous $10 donation. Uh, another listener texted in says question about small Liberty outlets, any recommendations for beard oil, balm and other care products? Ooh, oh, yes, I do. Go ahead. It's actually a product that we sponsor. Do we? Uh, Shell Shock CBD. Okay. They actually have beard oils. They have soaps. Um, they continue to expand. Their main thing that they sell is CBD oils, Delta 8, Delta 9. Uh -huh. um, they also sell wellness gummies, which I take. They do not have CBD in them. And um, there's apple cider vinegar, ashwagandha. And then the last one is elderberry. So I take all three of those. So yeah, Shellshock CBD. And there's a special referral link. Use our link, code actually. AP for Liberty. Yeah. So if you go to shellshockcbd.com, use the coupon code AP for Liberty and you'll mm -hmm. get 10% off. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking for good, healthy dog products, our buddy John Brooks got you covered and we'll give you he 10%. He also has dog CBD mm -hmm. as well for yeah. pets. It's so it's you. safe for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yay. I'm so glad I knew. I knew a company. You did it. That's awesome. That's cool. Have we had a fun time today, would you say? We have. I think so. I think we've had good conversation. What was your favorite topic today, Steph? What was your favorite topic, listeners? My favorite topic? Oh, talking about that muscular lady. The muscular lady? <laughs> I love judging people. It's so fun. It is fun to judge people. We know. We know. We know. <laughs> we know. We definitely love it. Stephanie, what, when do we get to see you? What's your schedule like here on the show? So I'm here on Fridays, What's Friday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. <laughs> and all the other days, I try to watch as much as I can and be in the chat when I'm not working. Mm -hmm. My other day job is therapy. Mm -hmm. What are we asking people to do if they want to try some of our coffee? If you want to try some of our coffee, go to apforlibertyshop.com and you can see all of our founding flavors, coffee varieties based on founding fathers. <laughs> And what are we, we doing this weekend? We are going to be adding some holiday blends to our coffee supply. So you'll have some holiday options and very, very soon some K-Cups. I know some of you are very excited for that. For so sure. That will be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, Just we're waiting not for availability. We're not exactly sure yet. Plus, we have some other surprises as well coming down the pipeline for mm -hmm. our coffee. So what some I recommend you do. things that'll be really fun. You're going to love it. Make sure mm -hmm. that you go ahead and try a bag because I know what's going to happen is you're going to love it. You're going to want to be a part of our coffee subscription program because you may be surprised by what comes in the mail 
when you get your coffee subscription and I can't give away anything just yet, but today's the day. Go to apforlibertyshop.com. Go to the coffee bundles page. If you buy more than one, you get a discount. Mm -hmm. Make sure you select ground or whole bean. Set it for a two-week delivery, one-month delivery, two-month delivery, three-month delivery. You'll be surprised what you get in the mail from us over at apforlibertyshop.com. Steffi, say goodbye. We love them. As always, be free. Be free. Love you guys. We'll see you on Monday at 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com.